Kings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE would be clear to begin with was because AEW was going to, and they were trying to sign him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sandhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. Now Jermaine Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. Do you hear Dustin after the fight admitted though that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do you think Pena has a chance against Man Nunez? The card isn't very good in my opinion. Even the undercard I don't think is that great. Wayne, um, Gon, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Boxing. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's gonna win this fight. He's gonna throw combinations of Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Left by a lot so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts and this is what has allowed youtubers to come in and take over the sport and much much more i have them this weekend i'm just gonna let the board fall to me dalvin cook zeke cmc hopefully i can get one of those running backs i did my draft tonight as y'all can see with my Viking jersey on you have like your really really top tier wide receivers but then there's a pretty big drop off they didn't speak english so like the UFC like wasn't getting them title fights as fast as people who did speak. It absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Olovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like I not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olovsky, we've seen Cejudo on Dynamite, we've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite, we've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez, like it just like the fact that Tony Khan actually actually just did that. Fightful. 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 Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekender Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RVD Tito for Loyal. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live Rounds. The Marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Live Rounds, episode 87. 
Stephen and I are back, and uh, I'm very excited to be back. It's great seeing a lot of the uh, originals in the chat, and um, yeah, a lot, a lot to go over. It's going to be a fun night to really catch up because, like I said, like me and Stephen have barely talked this time. It's not that like we have beef or anything. It's just like you know we do like Twitter DMs and stuff like that. But like to actually have these like long conversations about topics we definitely haven't done that yet and i haven't really been watching on his opinions on certain things like i mean maybe a little clip on twitter here or there but nothing serious so it's gonna be a very interesting conversation and uh really looking forward to it how you doing tonight steven i'm doing good <clears throat> good to be back I, i'm good to have you see everyone who's in the chat right now good to see y'all yeah i mean obviously a lot's happened since last time we did the show i definitely thought this time um you know, around this time, we'd be talking about, you know, a different oh. WWE champion. Oh, and, oh. Uh, you know, there's a lot. See, I'm talking. Got- I bought this BS for nothing. I, I oh, mean, really? Oh, yeah. my God. I, I literally tried to cancel my order after the show. I really did because I felt like a fool walking Ooh. around with the finish the story shirt. Yeah. When that happened. So, yeah. Um, wow what a disaster that was and we'll definitely yeah, talk about it for sure and like doug was saying like me and doug we've, we've stayed consistent talking to each other in the dms and stuff but just about just stuff here and there but we haven't uh yeah we haven't had like a a full-on conversation like long form definitely not in video or anything like that uh since the last live round so yeah this is gonna be this gonna be a lot of fun um <laughs> if y'all have been keeping up with me over on fightful uh during the spotlight you know y'all We'll be pretty familiar with like a lot of i'll probably repeat myself quite a bit from like some of the stuff i've said on there but um you know yeah i mean there's a lot there's there's just a lot that's happened i mean in, in having to do with guys that are very prevalent that we talk about a lot i mean obviously the two biggest things are cody rhodes like his position in the wwe since we talked last and cm punk his position in AEW since we talked last i mean and yeah. a lot has changed in both with both of those so yeah um, for sure yeah. Yeah, so I mean, uh, otherwise, uh, I don't know where you want to start, but we can just jump right into it. But I will say this, by the way, just real quick, like, it looks like your Vikings are kind of blowing the whole thing up. How do you feel about that? I don't know. Was there something about Kirk today or anything? That, no, I mean, but I mean, they definitely seemed like they were trying to trade him in the offseason and they didn't yeah. really get the deal they wanted or whatever. And then Dalvin <laughs> Cook is definitely out of there whenever they decide to pull the trigger on that. Um, yeah. I'm uh, just, yeah, I was gonna go say, ahead. so like, I, 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 I know that they were open to moving Kirk if like the right situation popped up, but yeah, <clears throat> but as far as Dalvin, you know, I was saying since, since the beginning of the off season, you know, I love Dalvin Cook. I think he's a great running back. I think he's an asset to like any team. Like he really is, especially with his breakaway ability. Like when he gets like through like one, line of defenders like he could just go to the yard like at any at any moment he's he's a super talented running back but what he produces for what he gets paid versus like just what running backs get paid now with the committee running backs and stuff and and alexander madison is just like when madison starts games for us he's like he i can't confidently confidently say he's as good as, as alvin cook but he's not it's not noticeable enough of a difference for like and we just paid Madison, like, not even that. We paid him decent. We're, it's a good deal for both of us. He's getting not that much money, 
whether he starts or he's the backup and we know what we get with him, you know, and we're mainly going to be based on, you know, the, the air attack anyway, with, with Kirk and with, I mean, that, uh, I'm blanking on his name. The dude we just drafted, uh, obviously with Justin Jefferson, this, this new wide receiver looks pretty nasty that we drafted in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, right. Yeah. Addison. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then everything with Hawkinson and I think we have a really good team. So it's, I, I don't think they're really blowing it up, but like obviously feeling leaving. I, I don't love that. Cause I, I love Adam. Yeah. Thielen. I wish he would, would have retired a Viking obviously. <clears throat> I like how he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to want to go to a contender. It's like, I'm going to go to the Panthers. Like, yeah, yeah. no, all I don't that, buy that. All that happened with him was he views himself still as like, the top wide receiver on a team. And I think he, I think he can accept not being the man with Jefferson. I think he just still wants more. And I think that Kevin O'Connell just kind of made it clear to him, like for what we need, we just need like a young guy who can just run down the field, the other side of Jefferson and like basically cause a distraction and, or, or just get open. Like you're just not fast enough anymore to do exactly what we need in that role. So if Thielen would have taken less money and been okay with being like the number three guy going forward, then everything would have been fine. But I think he he will be the he will be the man in Carolina. Like he'll be the number one receiver in Carolina. He'll probably have a good season. Like fantasy wise, he's probably a sleeper because he'll probably get the ball a lot. But I, he's not gonna. He, the, the Panthers won't be more successful than the Vikings, probably. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. No. For sure. Yeah, and you know, for us, we got rid of Zeke, which I love. I'm I'm all for that. See you well, later. That's and, similar uh, to the Dalvin thing. Like not like yeah. Like like Zeke, I think made probably more. Like but, he did. Yeah. But I mean, they were close to the same range, and the, yeah. in the end of the day, just nobody wants to pay a running back that type of price. Plus, at the same Holler. time, like I'm just. I'm just so excited to have a team with speed. Even yeah. though our our backup running back is like five foot three, he's still very shifty, very badass from Kansas State. He he carried the ball a lot. So I'm Pollard's gonna be the star dynamic. Right? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, he's, so he's, like, he's, he's coming he's, off of injury. And yeah. they said though that he's like ahead of schedule. Like he probably won't even miss any of training camp. So I'm he's better I'm than super Zeke excited. at this point anyway. Honestly, absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. So. And then we've got nothing but speed now with Cooks in there, and and, and like that's that's what I'm excited. We've always had like slow <clears throat> big receivers, slow thud running backs. Like now it's like we we really have some speed to really uh you know have some big plays. So. I'm looking forward to that, and I feel good about our defense. And yeah, we're we should be in a lot better shape. Your defense should be way better this year too, so that'll yeah. help a lot. Well, and you know, it's like so. Like Harrison Smith did what I wish Thielen would have done. Like he took the yeah. pay cut. He's yep. wants to retire a Viking, and he understands yep. that his role this season, <clears throat> and if he's going to be there for the next couple seasons, is basically to help develop the young guys. Like Lewis, seen that guy we drafted last year from Georgia who got injured like really early in the season and was out all year with that leg injury. Like he's going to yeah. be coming back as, as a safety. We got to like get his development going. And, and and Harrison's still a good a good player, but we had to move on from guys like Eric Hendricks who just like wasn't producing what his his pay you know was and. We were just getting old. Guys are just getting older, and like it just, it just is what it is. Like they're just getting older, a little bit slower, and we can sign yeah. guys for cheaper that are younger. It just, it just the nature of, of what it is. Yeah, yep. and I love all those guys who left Minnesota. The only guy that I would have any really gripe with, I guess, at all, would be um, would be um, Zedaria Smith because he kind of made it public, yeah. but he wanted out, and it was kind of like 
with with Dalvin, I get it. Like it just with his situation, it is what it is. It's just better for everybody if he leaves. If he leaves, probably like it's just better situation yeah. for everyone. Um, but it's just a matter of getting something in return for him. Like, because if not, you know, we can just hold on to him and let him be a free agent whenever. But it just well, like you remember when we got so much crap for getting a fifth round pick for Amari Cooper, but then the Cardinals just cut DeAndre Hopkins for absolutely nothing. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? A lot of this is them. about value. It's about the right. contract. It's about how much money is going to cost to eat it or save or whatever. And like, if you can get a rookie wide receiver, that's really good. You're going to give up a lot of, of, you know, draft pick cash, whatever to get that player. But like when they're already a veteran, a lot of times teams won't even give up a late round pick to get that contract. They want that contract done and then they'll do their own contract. You know? Yeah. And so it's obviously so important what winds up happening with those picks, because like with, with the Vikings recent example, you know, obvious one would be, <clears throat> um Stefan Diggs like we traded him it was for a second round pick but even then it was kind of like dude we just traded away the best wide receiver we've had since probably Randy Moss like we yep. better this better have been worth it because we've we've traded Randy Moss before and it did yep. not work out um yep and and they wound up getting Justin Jefferson with that pick so it was like okay that actually worked out awesome because we're paying Jefferson like nothing these last few seasons to produce as like the best wide receiver in the league Obviously, we're gonna have to pay him very soon, and that's that's where a lot of these moves really are why they're being made. Like Thielen, you got to take less. Harrison, you got to take less. You know, this and that. You got it. Like we're gonna move you or like whatever because Jefferson's about to get paid as he should. Yep. Like we can we yep. cannot relive the Randy Moss thing ever again. Like do whatever you have to to keep Jefferson just Jefferson long term. So. Um, yep. And that's also going to come down to to Kirk, of course. And that's eventually going to like really take that. Like at some point, they're going to have to pay Jefferson and Kirk, and I don't think they're going to pay Kirk also. So they're going to have to figure out who is the next quarterback this year. Apparently, the draft they didn't have too many good quarterbacks, like they saw as like being the guy. But I guess there's some like yeah. a, a more good quarterbacks coming out this year. Apparently, I don't know enough about it. So, anyways. That's where it's at. School Vikings. Hopefully they have a good season. I'm, you know, I'm optimistic about it. I think, I think they'll, I think they'll, I think they'll do fine. I think they'll at least make the playoffs again. Yeah. Yeah. No, go Cowboys. I mean, I'm definitely excited. Season's going to be here before you know it. And, you know, yeah. prize picks and fantasy football and all that jazz is coming. Oh, yeah. So well, a lot of good picks. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Um, I've I've done okay in the basketball playoffs so far. Not too bad. So that free I've joke one for tomorrow. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe Joker and just in general is a monster. Absolute it's beast. It's insane yes. that I took like this break from, from watching the NBA for so long and yeah. then come back into it. And there's dudes like him and Embiid. Like he I think Joker's better than yep. Embiid, probably, but like yeah. There, there's like guys like that. They're like seven feet, like legit seven foot or, or taller and running down the court, like point guards. Like it's funny because they, they move slower. Like people still can't stop them because like the way the rules are set up, but they're still not slow. Like when I go to these Hawks games and I see like a center even moving around, like they're way faster than we are. You know what I mean? Like it's right. still like, Absolutely. they're still super fast. So like seeing Joker well, move you know, around like funny. that. Yeah. It's like I didn't pay too much attention. I knew he was like an MVP candidate or something. And I saw on there on Twitter, like people are like, I'll do rebounds, uh, assist, and points on him. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. 
was like the end of the third quarter, and it was like 30 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists, and I was just like, oh, I hit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God, this guy is ridiculous. What was crazy so, is game one, he like didn't score at all. Until the, the half, quarter. like yeah. the, the whole first half, he didn't score, right? And he ended up with 27 and he needed 27 and a half. Trust me, I know, yeah, it's wild, it's it's wild. And then Jimmy Butler, he loves to assist and all that, but man, he doesn't want to score. It's like, come on, <clears throat> dude, just take over the game, you know, you can. Yeah, I saw there was some some kid who is apparently like the top prospect, like ever in sports, like not even just in basketball, that I saw highlights about the other day, who's like seven four or something and he like runs yeah. up and down the court like 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 between his legs spinning around like behind the back dunks and stuff and like this is well and now they don't they can travel they can do a lot too so it's like they can get away with a lot so it's 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 pretty wild Dude, they need to change the rules to where like i haven't thought this through too much and we don't I, this is a rabbit hole we won't go down because i know people want to hear us talk about wrestling but like yeah they need to it's change coming, guys, trust this yeah they need they need to change it to where like you should be able like if you get within the box or whatever they call it, the square underneath the hoop, um, yeah. like between the free throw line and the hoop, like you should be able to straight up like check people in that. Like you, like <laughs> right? I'm not talking, I'm not talking about like punch people in the face, but like there's because <laughs> right there's because the way too often people just run through the middle of it and just 100%. like bump into someone on purpose and, and now and the now air. they don't even have to dribble; they can just run. Like, yeah, right, right. they hardly ever call traveling. Oh no, I know. No, but but it's like. A lot of these guys, I don't know why. Remember those damn video games when you were a kid and like you got called on traveling like constantly if you didn't know how to play. Like you're just driving the lanes, like travel, travel, travel. It's like this game sucks. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to play anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, not anymore. Anyway, we got super chats, Doug. If we want to hit those first, for sure, we'll uh, we'll jump into it. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for the support, guys. I know it's been a little bit. I, I hopefully you guys have been checking out the videos that I have been putting out. I put out a couple um and uh yeah i definitely plan on doing more um and i'll kind of explain like situations and what's going on and stuff but uh yeah so let's jump into the super chats and then i think we'll get into cody Rhodes because i think that's the one that we really want to unleash on and then we can kind of chill on the other stuff yeah alexander fitzgerald <clears throat> man thank you so much Appreciate it, loyal follower. Um, welcome back, y'all. So much happening in wrestling, especially AEW, Forbidden Door, CM Punk, Collision, all in in the AEW game. It's the summer of AEW. I think, I think honestly, this is such a huge, huge part for uh, AEW right now. Like this, yeah. this summer, I don't want to say it's make or break because it's not break, right? But it, it will determine what level of success they will be at in the future, right? Like not the far out future but in this in the short term future sure this this summer's huge so yeah there there's so much going on so much to look forward to and and we'll definitely talk about it yeah um i wanted to yeah i'm gonna definitely be i have to make the decision on the game and let me know in the chat this is would be a great thing i've already pre-ordered it well i'm I'm definitely gonna pre-order that's not even a question like that's absolutely happening but right. should I get it for the Nintendo Switch or for my Xbox One? I play my Switch way more often. I'd prefer to get it on the Switch, but sometimes the wrestling games like don't port as well. Like I remember the 2K yeah. games like were way worse on the Switch. Th- this looks pretty much the same on all of them because it's like not relying on the graphics. It's more on the gameplay. Yep. That's why I know? was kind of. I I think you would be safe on the Switch, honestly. Um, 
I got it for the Xbox, but I do have a Switch, and I thought it would be really cool for the Switch, like portable and everything. Um, yeah, and it's cross-platform, I, I saw. Like, you should be able to I, play online I'll, against anyone. What I'll probably do is get it on the Switch when it's on sale later on down the road, but I'll I'll go ahead and get it for it. I've got I, I pre-ordered it for the Xbox Series X, so nice. Um, I'm ready. Yeah, it looks great. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to playing it. Nick, thank you for the super chat, man. I really appreciate it. Thoughts on all in and all out being so close together and early guess on main event for Wembley. So this is kind of my opinion. I feel like all in is going to be very heavy London. So I feel like that there is going to have, you know, Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr. If Jamie Hayter can make it back, she'll be a big focus. Um, I also believe that Nigel McGuinness is going to wrestle Brian Danielson in that show. And I think that is going to be massive for that crowd and that, that moment. And then I feel like all out is going to be much more for the American audience, much more of your CM Punk type stuff, the elite collision mocks, all that stuff. I'm not saying those guys won't be involved in all in, but like, I really feel like that the actual event of All Out is going to be like what we normally watch on on TV for Dynamite. But All In is kind of going to be a special thing, and it's going to be like London based. My yeah, opinion. no, I think you're. I think you're probably right about that. Um, and I like obviously all those ideas. I'm trying to think if there's anyone you might have missed that would have been like. I mean, I love the idea about Danielson versus McGinnis. So I didn't even th- think about that even happening. But is there talk about Nigel like actually being able to wrestle, or is that just like kind of a, like a gut? So, so he did the interview, and he said that if he was to ever, you know, dust off the boots, <laughs> then it would he would want it to be against Dragon. And then he also posted on Twitter when they sold. It, Basically, if they sold out the building, he told Tony Khan that he was going to wrestle. And then at the pay-per-view in the scrum, they brought it up to Brian Danielson, and he said that Nigel is weak now and he would break his neck. And so I I feel like (laughs) they're building this thing to actually happen. And imagine, I mean, dude, you get Brian Danielson versus Okada, and then the next couple of months, you're going to get Brian Danielson versus Nigel McGuinness in front of 75,000 UK fans. Like, are you kidding me? That is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's definitely one of those examples of like, definitely doesn't regret leaving the WWE. I'm sure there are people, a lot of people that do regret leaving, like in hindsight, with the kind of where they're at now. Danielson yeah. is like this is this is what he's all about like he, that that's incredible for that guy especially considering of course like having to retire and everything and like the, the fact that he gets to do I mean such a insane. such a tragic story and such a just just it seemed like it was going to have the worst ending when it comes to actually pro wrestling and if he gets to finish his career in Wembley against Brian Danielson like that's 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 what movies are made of, man. In like 2023, that is am- like they had to have that- wrestled last at least, I mean, almost 15 years ago, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't yeah, been that it long. Was, 
I mean, it was like that was the final match in ROH, and then he went to yeah. TNA, and then Danielson went to WWE. Yeah. So yeah, and, and like the only way something like this would happen is because of someone like Tony Khan, because he actually has an appreciation for Ring of Honor and understands that like fans would accept this type of match. A uh, Vince McMahon would look at this and be like, uh, "Who cares?" You know, like. Nigel got a documentary on the WWE Network. Basically, you know, the guy that should have made it but didn't. But it's okay because mm -hmm. he's a musician and he does our commentary now. Like, yay, we're happy. So I just did feel you say like he's a, magi a magician or musician. Yeah, magician. Ma magician. I don't know. I watched his documentary. They talked about him being a magician in that. Yeah, I don't even remember that. That's kind of just at the very end, he would, like car, he would do oh, like card tricks and okay. stuff like that. And so, like, that okay. now he's doing this little like tours, like at the local indie shows. He doing, so, he's doing like you're doing magic shows for people live, yes, yes, really? he does magic shows, yes. <laughs> I had no idea, and really. he, he just did like the progress uh tournament, like, he was part of that. And and there's somebody oh that says apparently he got a physical at the progress show. Wait, what do you mean? Like, like he fought just, a fan at the no, oh, no, 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 oh, no, oh, yeah, physical. Oh, oh, a oh. physical, like to see if he's you he know, if, shape, if he can, okay. if he can uh go in the ring type, you know, I like see. so. He I tested himself out. I, I thought the other guy was saying, like, he's doing a puppet show, no. it's already getting heckled. And, yeah, no, 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 okay. no, my mind went way but like it. Like, let's say that there's a progress show in that area in the UK. Well, like, somewhere close by, he'll do a magic show. He did one, I think, even WrestleMania weekend. So, yeah, that's hilarious. I had no yeah. idea. I just don't see that. It's so random for him too. Like this badass magician, but he's he's uh he's got the charisma and you know the the showmanship of it, right? So he's very pro wrestling. I've I've absolutely yeah. seen magicians. I've gone to shows in Vegas before. Um, as a matter of yeah. fact, one of the best shows I ever went to, live shows. This includes professional wrestling. One of the best shows I ever went to in my life. I went and saw some like pretty big names. Um, um, there was this guy, um, Danny Gans, who like he died years back, but he was like, he, he did this, this big show I got to see. He was like an impersonator guy. I like this big, uh, the Mirage or something like that. One of these big, but the best was this guy. I'm sure you're familiar. Have you heard of the amazing Jonathan? Uh, no. Okay. I'm sure people in the chat have heard of the amazing Jonathan. Don't, don't look into like his personal story. Cause it gets like, it gets pretty like grim. I, I like watched a documentary about him not too long ago. And it was actually really depressing, but like his yeah. live show, was so funny but it, it, he's a magician but also a comedian my point is i can there's definitely similarities between being like a live magician and a professional wrestler for sure especially the not messing up live aspect like it's embarrassing to like botch a move in a ring i bet it's way more embarrassing to like mess up a magic trick in front of like thousands of people like that's got to be terrifying yeah, you know what I mean. Like your career is probably over. Like you can't be David Blaine and like you drop like your magic set in front of everyone and like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> your career would just be done. Someone like Chris Angel, yeah. like Harry said in the chat. Chris Angel, I think, got exposed. Everyone found out all of his stuff was fake, and he's done. You know, um, right? Anyways, sorry, that's just funny to me. Anyways, no, Nigel McGinnis versus uh versus Brian Danielson is gonna be awesome. That that's a dream match that never thought we'd actually see again. And then if that doesn't happen, I would really love to see Brian Danielson versus Will Ospreay. I know there's yeah. also Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. 
But to me, it's like if, if Danielson just gets a couple of more of those guys off the list, the run is complete and it's been absolutely phenomenal. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I'm for either one of those. Um, and I also believe that it's going to be shown on Max. That hasn't really been discussed, mm. but I, I do think it's going to be on Max. I, I think there's a reason why they have not said anything about how it's going to be distributed. I think that that's, that is the plan. That's the test because – I just don't see how you can do a pay-per-view and then do another pay-per-view the next week. So one of them's so, got to be free. Like my free, you mean like, like just whatever the $10 or whatever HBO max costs, yeah. you just get it as yeah. part of that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of off topic, I'm not going to dive into this, but I have gone to the movie theater multiple times recently. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. And you were like every, everything you saw, you're like, I should have saw Mario brothers instead, but yeah, yeah which I didn't, no, which I, I didn't tweet about, but I did see it a second time. I did go see the Mario brothers a second time. Did you see um, the Spider-Man movie yet? Not yet. The only oh, reason, no. the only reason so is because no. it's two hours and 20 minutes. If it was yeah. like an hour and a half, I would have already seen it, but all the showings after work were like 11 o'clock or like later. And I was like, I don't want to be at the theater till, you know, midnight plus or whatever yeah. um but i am gonna see that i've already got tickets for the transformers movie i'm gonna see that on sunday okay um right. but i saw I know um, that one is well i mean i really honestly to be completely honest i have re found the enjoyment in just like going to a theater with like the nice right. seats and like getting a big yeah. i signed up for the amc thing so like okay you, you get like okay. you know the the large size popcorn and the drink for like the medium price or whatever and uh, they do the refills on the popcorn. So I, I eat like just a ton of popcorn and get drinks. And there's the Dave and Buster's I go to is right next to the movie theater. So okay. I go in, win a couple of prizes, get some candy or whatever. Dude, I have a whole scheme now where I can go to Dave and Buster's. I can get food at Dave and Buster's, wrap it up, bring it into the movie theater if I want to. And like I'm sad. There you go. So, you know, anyways, I saw um, I saw uh, Mario twice. I saw the Fast and Furious movie and I saw The Machine. Thought the machine was ass, and I, I like, I, I not. I have no was not for me. I'm not yeah. a Burt Kreischer guy yeah. to begin with, but yeah, I thought the movie either. was gonna be funny, and I, I, I'm a Jimmy Tatro guy who like plays the young Burt Kreischer in that show okay. in that movie, but not that movie was not for. It was like an action. It was like a Burt Kreischer action movie, not like a comedy. Like I thought it was gonna be. Um, I thought Fast and Furious was not very good but like in comparison to the machine it was a masterpiece i was like yeah. there's i could definitely see the levels in yeah. these movies for sure um and i thought mario was incredible like i honestly think it's a fantastic Mario's movie dope. yeah like i can't Although, wait to make another movie. i have i have kids and my son seriously has watched that thing like 17 times and luckily we got him to watch spider-man uh into the spider-verse or whatever the first one and now he watches that, so it's not as bad. Um, Mario's not bad, but it just gets old. And there's only so many times you can hear peaches and all that other stuff. So yeah, but yeah, it's it. It was cool. It's it's. Uh, there's been some some pretty decent movies. Um, I've been pretty happy with uh, quite a few. And then uh, I'm gonna go see the Flash, and when that drops on the sixteenth. So weird that that guy is like. Still oh yeah in that movie and it, oh it's yeah very and, and not only that out. like they said if they make another one the director's like if we make another one like we're using them again and it's like dude this guy had like a compound where he kidnapped children and everything but it's that's all good wild. that's wild yeah i'm gonna see the uh i saw the that there's a new ninja turtles movie that's gonna be coming out like next month yeah. so i'm gonna see that probably i see here's the thing i haven't seen the first spider-man of this like yeah. universe or whatever yet 
Yeah. But I think I saw that. I think that one was only like an hour or an hour and a half. Long. It wasn't as long, I don't think. Yeah. So it's not as long. Dude, it's just so visually stunning. Like the way yeah. that they do that animation and everything, it is literally like a comic book turning into life. It's 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 just like you're in awe. Should it's I crazy. watch like should I watch the first one before I see this one in theaters? I would like, recommend it. Okay. I would recommend it. Yeah, okay. because because the, there's it, it's an it's a year and a half after the first one, but the first one covers a lot to get to where you are okay. there. And this I'll is watch. a pretty long complex story. So Okay. I'll watch that one like cuz I do want to see the Spider-Man. I don't have much time. Here's the other thing that I've learned. There is a gigantic difference between like Dolby and IMAX and just like the dining yeah whatever yeah, yeah. so like yeah. rpx like, yeah whatever the other like options are and 40X. i didn't really so i saw when i went in i the first one i saw was uh, i saw um mario and dolby and i was like yeah. i was like oh my god i was like this is completely different than the last time i've been to a movie a movie theater because like the screen was literally a hundred times the size of the last time i got to a theater it was humongous and the sound was all better and the seats could like recline in a whole bunch of different positions i literally hadn't like, been to a theater in like 10 years. There was like HD yeah. oh, color, oh. and you oh, know, it was, like... it was great. Dude, I kicked my feet up. Like I had like a whole like me and my buddies had almost like yeah. The reclining chairs, the reclining yeah. chairs are a game changer. Yeah, game it's, changer. It's dope. it's dope. Like so, I was um. So anyway, so I saw I that was my like re like my experiencing a movie theater for the first time like literally a decade, maybe longer than a decade, and. Then when I went to see um, Fast and Furious, it was the same thing. I saw it in Dolby, same kind of thing. And then when I went and saw the machine, it was in just like the regular theater or whatever. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is totally different. And then I saw the, I saw the, anyway, I, I know that I know the differences now, but Dolby, I've, I, I apparently like that, that was badass. Is IMAX as good as Dolby? Is the screen just longer? Yeah, it's the sound and, and the screens are bigger. And it's just, okay. it's, a, it's almost like a, a stadium type. It's what do you big. think is it's better? Huge. Dolby or IMAX? I, I would take IMAX. Really? Okay. IMAX, IMAX is like cream of the crop. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll I'll see I'll see Spider Man in uh, whatever I can get at this point because I know it, it'll be out for a minute. And that's also I've noticed they like they rotate what's in Dolby, so it's really only like one movie yeah. in Dolby, well, Dolby or IMAX like at a time. That's like that's why Tom Cruise is pissed off about um, Oppenheimer because it's going to get all the IMAX theaters. So like Mission Impossible is only going to get IMAX like one week. So he's pissed oh. off about that. So okay, gotcha. But okay. hey, let's jump into some yeah, other stuff here. It. I don't want to bore everybody More. with movie talk and everything else. People seem but to be liking you guys, it. People are people are you guys understand live rounds. Live rounds is not just about pro wrestling. The videos that I put out will just be about pro wrestling, but live rounds, and we'll talk about whatever. Anything you guys want to talk about, we can talk about. So <laughs> um, <laughs> right, exactly. You know what's funny, and I've I've gone back and I've listened. There's been like multiple times on AEW where like Excalibur's been like they're throwing live rounds yeah, out there. Show, I'm like, Dude, sure. I got I got to clip this. I got to clip it yeah. and use it. You know? Yeah, um, I, I hear that as well. I notice. So Chris, uh, appreciate as always. Thank yep. you for the support, man. Um, uh, he says if the Cowboys are healthy this year, then I think they can win the NFC. As we've addressed a lot of key issues from last year. Yeah, I mean, there's no excuse at this point. Like, just if if it doesn't work out, then there needs to be um, some pretty big changes coaching wise, in my opinion. Um, you know, they can go on about the whole Dak Prescott thing, but I, I think it's just much more about 
Yeah, Dak's not going to be an elite quarterback, but he's more than good enough to get you where you need to go, if, especially with the roster that we have. So then it's really just about coaching and decisions that they make, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, Michael, what's going on, man? I appreciate it. Um, you know, just as like excited you guys, you know, that we're back. I'm excited to see you guys as well. So definitely uh, keep the feedback coming. I appreciate everything you guys uh do for me and the channel and uh yeah for sure so great to have you guys back who is your guys pick to defeat roman i'm leaning more towards jay uso based on the storyline i think they missed their chance with cody being at mania i was so crushed yeah i think this is a probably a good segue to get into this perfect um yeah i personally think they're now building it to be solo i think solo could possibly be the one to beat Roman and I I mean you want to talk about fumbling the bag Steven like Uh this thing is just at what point did you start to have some type of doubt in your mind that Cody might not win this because I'm going to be honest with you it didn't hit me till like a probably a good three way three three quarters into the match yeah like i really felt like i i bought the shirt finished the story and the reason that i did it is because it's the only thing that made sense and i don't give a damn what these tribal chief loyalists say it is a stupid stupid decision to keep that belt on him just so you can rack up days. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say the exact moment I'll never, this is, I've had nightmares about this many times since this happened. Um, <laughs> like I, I can, I can vividly outside of the, like outside of the body experience, looking at myself, my brother was with me witnessing this. And this was actually a moment where he would usually 99 literally any other time in my life actually outside of this he would take an opportunity like this to laugh and like make make fun of the fact that i like wrestling so much and just be like this is what you get like it's wrestling like it's fake like blah blah blah, right even he was like dude i'm sorry yeah you know like like he like like, no like he was like really like he, he was bummed out for me so what i'll tell you the exact moment I was standing, right? I'm standing in my living room. I, I know the exact spot, exactly where I was. I have it. I've WrestleMania on two televisions, Doug, at the same exact time. I, and I had it timed out where, like, I literally like paused it and like restarted to where, like, it was it was perfect. So my whole living room is screens of WrestleMania. And, dude, the moment I realized, oh my god, no way, this might not be happening was the second that Paul Heyman got on the ring apron. And I was like, oh, no. Like, he's distracting the ref. And Cody had hit two crossroads. And I was yeah. like, he, he didn't pin him. He, he's about to hit a third. Yeah. What's happening? Like, where, where's the camera? Like, I was waiting for the camera to, like, go off of Heyman because I was like, what's about to happen? Cody has – why, why hasn't Cody hit this crossroads? And when the, the, the image of Solo's thumb oh. hitting Cody has – my many nights I have woke up in cold sweats and just been like, I can't believe that actually happened. Um, I know I completely I know. agree with the, 
it was impressive enough at like 950 days or whatever it was. Then right. getting to a thousand doesn't matter at all. So, and and by the way, I disagree. I don't think it'll be solo. I think he's too new for them to like strap up that that fast. Like he just came from. He was on. He was. On I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it's gonna be a like anytime soon. I think it's gonna well, be like a year from now. Well, so I think Roman will hold the belt to at least WrestleMania of this upcoming yep. year. Um, mm-hmm. I still think there's a chance The Rock is going to beat Roman now. Like, I think it's even more likely The Rock will beat Roman at WrestleMania if he's available, mm-hmm. if they make it happen. I think there's a chance that Cody's going to beat The Rock. I think that's, like, where it might eventually get to Cody. I don't think anyone... How about, how about this? How about this? Is there anything that can be done to where you would feel like, okay, I get why they did that, and now this is an okay... Like this, this led to an okay resolution. The, the only thing that I'll say, and in hindsight, and we don't know until it's, this happens, which we won't know, you know, and we have to see how things play out to see. So I can't really say for sure at this moment, but like the fans are definitely still super behind Cody. Like it's not yeah. to the level it was heading into the, like Cody's entrance for WrestleMania was the most over he was going to be. So over. Like it was time. So over. Everyone was and there's that time, him. dude. I remember I was sitting in the couch and I was watching the show, and it was when they were staring each other down in the ring. And I was just like, damn, man, the WWE did some good business here. Like this yeah. is perfect peak level hype. The crowd is going crazy. It almost felt like uh, you remember when Danielson faced Omega at grand slam and everybody was just so excited and happy to be there. Like we are at peak business. This is going to be the momentum shift everybody is here for one thing. And the other, maybe, and maybe the other side was there to watch their guy win too, but people bought a ticket for this match. This is what everybody's here for. And man was the ending terrible. God, and, and then like not only just the ending was terrible, it's the fact that you kick Solo out of the the, the whole thing. He's yeah. been disqualified only to come back. Like it's just so cheap, so cheap. But you know, if you go back, if you go back and you actually watch the pre-show when Cody meets Brandy and takes his bus. daughter, yeah. that is exactly yeah. when he found out that he Probably. wasn't winning the title. Cause yeah. he looks so pissed, so yeah. pissed. And there's just no way. And like Brandy looks like she's about to attend a funeral. If you actually go back. And I know, I know that, exactly you know, what you're talking about. I'm you know? very aware. And yeah. it's like, Man, I should have picked up on that. Like, I was just kind of thinking, like, Cody's in the zone. That's like, what I was thinking, too. Yeah, when I watched it live know. on the pre-show. And yeah. then you go back and watch it, and you're like, oh, no. That's what he found out, probably. Yeah. But I'm going to say this, and this kind of is alarming to me. If you go back and you watch AEW, when Cody was facing Chris Jericho, he had so much momentum. The crowd was fully behind him. They wanted him to win the belt. He did that stupid stipulation to where he could no longer challenge for the title. He was never the same. He was never the same after that with the crowd and everything. And I don't understand. Like, and not only that, so 
already sick to my stomach from from WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. Then Monday Night Raw happens. Yeah. And I felt even worse Brock at the end beating, of that. Beating him down. Yeah. Rock beating the living piss out of Cody. And like what what was that supposed to do? How are we now keeping and then it's like, well, Cody's gotta earn it. Right. Earn it. Earn it. Yeah. Like the dude went from being stardust. You completely <laughs> humiliated. He came back and he's been nothing but over this entire time. Wrestled with a torn freaking peck, peck, came back and rushed his ass off so he could be back for the Royal Rumble so we could have this moment. And then it's like, nah, Roman's the draw, so Cody has to go earn it. What? Yeah. yeah. No, and, and see, part of this is like, I... It depends on, well, two points. The first one being one thing that has to be brought up, but I, I don't want to talk about this too long because the other point's more important probably but we found out about the sale of the company being official like that day pretty much so like how much of it also was the new people being like we know roman works so we want him to still be the guy like like there we don't know when the decision was made for cody not to win either like for sure so i don't know but i will say this too what really i was like almost just like just i break my hand in a in a fist clinch uh when triple h was like in the wwe we never finish stories it's like mm. you son of a bitch yeah you son of a bitch a terrible terrible mindset to have um but like so basically the other thing i was saying is that i and there's once again there's no way of knowing until this all happens or doesn't happen but we're at right now unfortunately Reminds me a lot of like Lex Luger, like WWF Lex Luger with Ugh. Cody, where it's like mm. even to the even to the, to the titanium arm thing, like he's doing the he got the plate, like Luger had the the thing in his forearm, the plate in his forearm, he got the the Lex Express hair and like the whole. I feel and 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 Vince like never went all the way with that, and for whatever reason, and Cody there's like a lot of similarities there that like really worry me now where i'm like dude yeah. you just see him as like basically like another lex luger and they're just not going to go all the way with him but on the other hand the like you know like his entrance with like the whoa during his entrance yep. that's getting louder and like now there's more people actually singing the song and when they went to like when they got to other countries there's other people singing the song in english like you know where yeah you know, places yeah. where english isn't even like the, Saudi the, arabia like i mean and it hasn't even just isn't even just there like i've seen other like like multiple countries now videos of people who yeah english probably in their first language and they're adrenaline and, and not only that where like, you wow. wouldn't think that the guy that's called the american nightmare would be the most over in some of those certain <laughs> countries right, right. and they're like going to buy like american nightmare merch right like, yeah! american flag is all over this stuff yes yeah you know and so it, it's one of those things where it's like if they the only thing that saves this okay yeah, the let only me know, way this works i'm not feeling good and this is the perfect scenario for me. I, there's other ways around this to get to the same result, but optimally, I would probably do this. Okay, because we have Money in the Bank, and then we have SummerSlam, right? I would do Money in the Bank. Cody wins Money in the Bank, like he wins the briefcase. 
Okay. Yep. We know last year we have talked about it before how like the the it was heavily implying that the winner of that was going to cash in at WrestleMania and it was probably going to be Cody. That probably would have been how he got there instead of the Royal Rumble entering at thirty with the injury and all that stuff. That all said, okay, let's say this year Cody wins Money in the Bank, and then he has his trilogy match with with uh, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. but. The, but the briefcase is on the line. So like something is like up for grabs in that match. Like Cody has to defend the briefcase against Brock. If not, Brock's going to get the briefcase. And you do right. that match in like the fight pit or something. Like it's got to be a stipulation. And I don't think it's going to be hell in a cell because we just saw that. Um, I don't know what stipulation they'll do. They, I don't think they'll do an I quit because I can't see either guy actually saying I quit. And I don't think they'll do like a mankind rock thing where like they they just say it over the speakers or whatever like they'll maybe like a last man standing or something like that maybe something like that where like they can kind of protect someone because no one's really getting pinned or submitted just put like a a freaking slab of concrete on brock's chest and keep him down or something but honestly what i would do i do the fight pit i would have them just do a straight up fight pit and (laughs) and 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 cody when cody wins like Cody straight up beats Brock Lesnar in the fight pit. Oh. I think that'd be, especially because the, so much of the story is based on the Kimura lock and like Cody countering it with a wrestling move to pin him the first time and Brock making him not tap out, but pass out to a coach. Like they're heavy and they're, Cody keeps saying he wants to fight him. So I'm like, yep. what more badass of a way for Cody to win this feud than he beats Brock Lesnar in a fight and basically a UFC octagon situation. Like that'd be pretty badass. So now you have Cody. He he's beat Brock. It's over. So now he's like now we're heading into the Royal Rumble. He's got the money in the bank still. He can just call a shot. Like come WrestleMania, whoever the champion is, I'm WrestleMania main event. I'm doing that. Like I get my do over basically. I've made whatever adjustments or mistakes he's he's he made last year. He has prepared for an entire year for this, and he calls a shot. Or you can go the easier route and Cody just wins the Royal Rumble again. I mean, you could always do that. This year, maybe he does it from number one instead of number 30. But regardless, Cody would have to beat Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania 40. Like, that's the only thing that, like, salvages this at all. It's just a shame that we'd have to wait that long for it to happen. And there's a lot of things that can go wrong. There's injuries. There's other people potentially getting hot or getting cold throughout this thing. Let me, let me say there's the rock intangible. Yeah. Let me say there's two people that I think you should be concerned about to possibly take Cody's spot is, and I don't agree with it, but I can see it in the WWE universe. LA Knight. I think if he gets hot, it's going to be bad. I will eat. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I'm not That's saying he's gonna beat Roman Reigns. I'm not okay. I'm not saying he's gonna beat okay. Roman Reigns. I'm saying okay. he's gonna take Cody's spot into facing Roman Reigns. And I'm not even necessarily saying he will face Roman Reigns. I'm just saying that Cody's getting put on the back burner because LA Knight gets super over. Just Mm-mm. beware of that. Mm-hmm. And then I I also think that Gunther, Gunther, Gunther if, if, if he starts to really have a long run. Gunther and Roman Reigns WrestleMania could be a very big um, match, but yeah. but we're not talking about just pro wrestling, Steve. We're talking about the WWE universe, and the WWE universe likes LA Knight. And if he actually becomes like a legit babyface that gets a push, these people are going to be marking out for this guy. I'm yeah, I 
I I hate that idea so much. Like y'all said some crazy. Y'all said some crazy. You know what I? Channel. You know what I hate? You know what else? You know what else I hate? Mm. I really hate the idea of after Cody feuds with Brock, he gets Bray Wyatt. Because if that happens, oh, yeah, for it's sure. in real bad shape then. Because yeah. the problem with that, I don't think Cody can keep his baby face way over star power after a feud with Bray Wyatt. I no, think nobody just kind of lose. Nobody does. They yeah. just lose interest. Yeah. And then also, is the WWE's idea of him finishing the story beating Roman, or does he just need to beat Seth and become a champion, and then they're just going to sell it that way? Right. Because that's another also- thing. And that's another thing that's in my the way that I view it is. Is I feel like as long as he gets a belt, they're going to be like. You finish the story, it's fine. Like, no, that wasn't what it was about. And it was about the timing. It was such perfect timing. And 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 if you look at it, if it would have been Brock and Cody for the title and then yes. Roman feuding with the Usos and the bloodline falling apart and he's lost his title and now he's being questioned as a tribal chief. It's and all totally that. It different. Makes, yeah. Makes way more sense. Yeah. And Roman is still over. The bloodline is still over. People are still really into that story. And then they're also into the the, the story of Cody Rhodes and, and Brock for the title. Like, yes, this this is not rocket science. Oh, no, I completely agree. Like the Cody and Brock stuff is a trillion times better if the title's on the line with Cody as the champion during this a million percent. Um, and that was another reason why I thought Cody should should potentially win money in the bank is because technically he's on Raw. He could use the money in the bank to, you know, cash in for the SmackDown title. Even though, like, AJ Styles, like, just wrestled on Raw, but he's on SmackDown. And, like, like oh, they they, don't they're already, attention. like, no, I know. But I was saying that before the draft even happened. There were some people that were like, no, Steven, they're going to definitely stick to it this time. And I was like, dude, I'm telling, like, y'all not remember the wild card rule? Like, when just, they randomly were just, like, starting to justify, like, yeah, I know we, we never have, like, we haven't stuck to this. So wild card. You know, it's like, okay, now we just, that's the reason. We're just, like, they're, they're always going to have a reason to just not also do the brand split. I think in a WWE universe, probably the biggest match you can do is Roman versus Seth at WrestleMania in a WWE so? universe. I think that, especially with the history with the Shield, mm-hmm. and they like those guys more because they were loyal, right? Like, I'm just saying at the end of the day. So, um, I think that was the hardest part is I felt like that the WWE was just going to be fair by Cody and just like, look, you earned it. You're, you're over, you're bringing all this American nightmare stuff and everybody's eating it up. It's working for us. We need a big baby face since Cena's not here anymore. Like I just felt like he was going to be able to skip the BS. And then he did like 15 minutes wishes like before wrestlemania 100 like, did like, like i just felt wishes. like he was gonna skip the bs he was working yeah. house shows he was doing all that and then it was like they turned heel and then they immediately just had him start going through the bs like not only that not only are you gonna face brock we're gonna break your arm and you still gotta face brock and we're just gonna watch you just get the shit pummeled out of you every week like it just it's so stupid mm. and it's so like Vince McMahon. Like it just, the, the, 
you can say whatever you want about Triple H and all this. I feel like Vince has this storyline. This is his baby because it's Brock, and it just it just so seems like you want to earn it, pal. You want to be a champion here, pal. You know, like I thought that whole throne thing was cute, huh, huh, pal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you thought you thought we were just gonna come back in here and we were gonna like they waited a year. They waited yeah. a year, like these ruthless bastards waited a year to show their true colors, and then they finally did, and it just was such a letdown. Oh, well, I do. I will say this on the bloodline side, them having like a civil war or whatever that is mm -hmm. interesting. Like, although, oh, yeah, like it seemed like it cooled down a lot after WrestleMania, but it's picking back up now that like the Usos are like on one side and Solo and Roman are on the other. I could see, I think the person who has the best shot would be Jay, probably out of that whole group, but to beat Roman. Like, but I also don't think that that's necessarily like, the, see, the, Wait, the this thing with, why is it Jay the one that kicked Roman? Like, Jay has right. been the one that's been like really like, you know, you're pushing it with me, Oofs. Like, I'm, I'm like this close. And he's, you know, like Jimmy out of, and, and and remember, I mixed them up and all this stuff, and it's like, no, it should have been Jay. It should have been Jay that did this. And then now Solo, and they're really protective of Solo. That's why I think he has a chance to be like the Batista of this group. Like once he finally turns on Roman, then he then Roman becomes like the Triple H coward, and Solo becomes like the Batista wrecking ball that's looking for Roman, you know. But dude, yeah. like it's becoming so like TV Hollywood though. Like I feel like they're about to have a casting call for a Samoan that's six three, that's two hundred and sixty pounds, and who can fit a role. Like because they don't ever want this thing to end, and it's gonna start to feel like the the NWO, where it's like, at what point do you let a great thing end? Because it's very hard to do. It drives business, right? That's why you don't want Roman to lose the title because business is booming. But like at some point, this bloodline thing has to come to an end, and I and for me, I'm starting to lose interest because literally every family member at this point has basically gotten involved in the fight. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, when there's other family members they can still bring into this thing, you know. But like, there's always going to be kind of the hope of of a uh, of a uh, Jacob too. Like he's out there, like. Like eventually does he, does he have like baggage i don't i don't know i don't i'm i don't i i'm i'm not i don't think it's anything that is going to prevent him from potentially going okay. to be eventually i don't think okay because some Could people be told me that. like there's a reason why he can't and i'm like oh okay because it otherwise it yeah. just makes no sense because you would think for sure aew or wwe and then uh, the guy from MLW or whatever, he's like, well, you know, we're the only ones that give him a shot, but other companies just don't see the potential. And I'm like, no, like, he's good. Like, there's just no way that, like, he just doesn't get an opportunity. Something has to be there. Yeah. Well, I think he also was, like, locked in MLW for a long time. I don't know what his, like, status. Probably a terrible contract. Yeah, that happens to a lot of those guys. It's like, they yeah. get locked into really bad deals with that. I don't want to talk trash about MLW. I actually like their product for the most part. I just, I just, I just know that. There's guys who get into long-term contracts with them sometimes, and it kind of gets messy. But um, no, but Jacob Fatu would make a lot of sense yeah. in the bloodline, and when a lot of people would be happy with that. When you still have like, like Rikishi and stuff, like not to wrestle, but like to get like involved on screen, like like picking sides in the family and stuff. And of course, like the big one would be The Rock. Like, yeah. if if a, if a whole if a full-on civil war happened between that family, 
that would be the perfect time for the rock to come in and try to take out Roman to, to like help the family. Do you remember, remember, you remember when I was talking about the rock was kind of falling apart and like, he's not doing so well. It's kind of falling off. And then like black Adam totally bombed. And then, um, he he's back in fast and furious. Cause that's usually what you got to do to like, spoiler alert. Oh geez. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler and everybody. On Every, that? Everybody knows. Oh, so okay. he's back there, and then not only that, for him coming back, he gets his own movie, and it's not going to be a Hobbs and Shaw. It's just going to be like his own movie. Nice. And I just feel like if he wants some big credibility back, if he really wants to get some some buzz in his name, he's he's got to face Roman. He has to. And And I know he's old and all that jazz, but I really think that The Rock needs something that really – because there's also this bizarre kidnapping story. That, have you seen any of that from Wait, the, with the Rock? Oh yeah, the the it's it's bizarre. It's the TNA chick from uh, her Rocka Khan or whatever. She claims that she was, Yeah, so she claims that she was kidnapped by professional wrestlers, and the Rock is one of them. And it was like a he, she's suing him for like three million dollars or three billion dollars, mm-hmm. something like nice. that. Yeah, it's bizarre. And he got okay. pulled off of Disney um Pirates of the Caribbean like like production and stuff. Like he's taking a hit there. So I, I don't you know. Mean because I of this? Or like that's yeah. unrelated. No, it's because of it. Wow. Yeah. So I, I just nice <laughs> family. Well, I, I know, just spoiler think... alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah. I can't wait to see how they explain him getting through what he through his bad movie. Yeah, they yeah, all for they sure. all they all return. I've noticed nobody like, dies. Everyone, nobody yeah, no dies. One dies in these Just, movies ever. And you know what? Damn it! A lot of times, death makes great movies. It's there's heavy weight to it, and it really hits you emotionally. And then when you take it back, it's just like it, you can do it once or twice. But man, when you've done it like six, seven times, it's kind of like, okay, like somebody needs to actually die in this damn thing. Dude, Fast and Furious is straight up out of ideas. Like what I watched oh, it, in that movie theater it, was like, it completely And what's ridiculous. crazy is it's not hugely successful in the States, but like internationally, they love it, oh, right? really? Okay. That's, that's where they make all their money. Like that's it'll be like- It'll be like opening weekend, eighty million dollars in the states, and then like worldwide, three thirty. You're like, God dang, okay. Yeah. So they must that's love really the the explosions and the cars and the, the chases, all that stuff. I, I, I don't know because they pretty much just redid the whatever movie it was with the safe. Like it was just the same thing with like with like the bomb or whatever. Yeah. It was like the same. Yeah, anyway. and then it's like the the villain is because of what happened in this Fast and Furious, and they always just keep doing it. I mean, I will there's say some mild uh, genius to it, though. You know what I mean? I will, like, I will say, keep I've, it going. I've seen people say this on Twitter. Jason Momoa's character in that movie would be a fantastic pro wrestler. Absolutely. Like that's like that's you know, like some of those scenes were like when they, there's a spoiler. There's a scene where he has like these dudes' faces like like scotch taped open like these dudes that he had killed that like are sitting there with their faces taped with their eyes taped open and stuff and he's like talking to him and joking around with them. i was like dude this is like because i saw fast nine not that long ago and there really wasn't yeah. that many like deaths or like it wasn't that crazy of like no. people going around killing each other this one everybody is out there getting killed like they kill everyone and 
the other thing with these movies that frustrates me is like everyone just turns on someone and they turn on someone again they turn like every like and yeah. they, the, their worst enemies are now their teammates it's like it just constantly it's 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 it's, it's you're very supposed stupid, to go but... there for a good time that's it if you're yeah. expecting like great quality yeah. movie with really makes you think all that and scratch all that like this is just yeah. supposed to be a good time also john cena's character jacob toretto goes from absolute badass to Mr. Like, Nanny. goofy uncle. Yeah, to Mr. To actual Mr. Nanny, dude. That's yeah. the best example I've heard. So, like, yeah, you're right, though. Like, just go to the theater, get the big popcorn, put butter all over yeah. it, and just, yeah. just, just don't just chill. Just don't think too much about what you're check out. At. Check out the sound system that they got in the theater, you know, and just yeah. enjoy the vibrations in the seat and just get the, call get, it a day. Get the pretzel bites, too. Those are pretty, those are pretty fire. They're like these little, like, little. <laughs> Uh, pretzels that come with a uh, honey mustard and uh, cheese sausage dip. Really good. There you go. Anyway, yeah, but so back to the Roman thing. I I don't you know we'll we'll see who actually winds up beating him. I I'm I'm less confident it's going to be Cody than it was. I I don't know if I've been any more confident than anything in a long time that I thought Cody was going to win at WrestleMania. Like yeah. I was sure he was going to. Um, I got humbled that night. Yeah, well, I got humbled that night. When also we talked about this before, and I think it's worth mentioning. Cody losing, I think, is also kind of like less confidence for potential AEW wrestlers that might yeah. want to make the jump. Because yeah. if you're like an MJF or a Ricky Starks or a Jade Cargill or someone like that, and you're looking over and you're going, like, they go all the way with Cody and they're like, oh, damn, like, I jump over there. They might actually go all the way with me, too. You look and see what they're doing with Cody now, and you're like, oh, damn, maybe I'm better off where I'm at. MJF's the real question mark is like, yeah, well, we know he's he, he's probably extended, and we didn't. I think he know. has. I think I think, I, think I think so too. But I'm still interested by it because I think the man 2024. There's some interesting stuff over there. I mean, so yeah. so let's just transition yeah. to CM Punk. Yeah, um, Mystery eighty six wanted to know. Uh, hey, Stephen, uh, what took a few months off? Now you're going for the Brian Danielson look. I guess he's I talking guess. about your hair. My hair. Yeah, my hair is a. Uh... It's better than the Shawn Michaels that you first had, right? It kind of still is. I mean, it's it's a little longer now than it was before. But yeah, I donated like um I don't really maybe like 14 inches of hair. Like there I can't remember know. when I did it. It was a uh, it was a little while back. That, that's gone for me. Yeah, that's well, that's why my hair is the length that it is. I just I I just been too lazy to like I shouldn't say lazy. I just haven't been like tying it up. That's uh, that's why it's looking like that. But. Okay, so I dropped a video this morning. If you guys haven't checked it out, I definitely appreciate it. if you check it out and leave your feedback. Let me know. Uh, smash that like button as always. If you guys haven't smashed the like button on here, please do that as well. But I dropped a video on CM Punk. I gave my good, bad, and ugly of what I think overall could happen with him returning. How are you feeling about CM Punk coming back? Um, I agree with most of what you said in your video. I would say where I disagree the most would probably be in the good category where you talk about, um, and you probably don't mean this literally either, but you say that CM, I think you said something like CM Punk, um, like AEW needs CM Punk, I think is what you said. Like, but I don't, I don't know if you said it exactly like that. Like what I'm getting at. I know at what you is, mean. Yeah. What I really am getting at, and I don't even know if I'm necessarily, necessarily even disagreeing. My point is, I think that AEW is fine with or without CM Punk. But I think that the ceiling for how popular or how successful they can be right now, the ceiling is higher with CM Punk there. I, I, yeah. I, I get that. But I think AEW, 
they're still putting on great shows. Their pay-per-views are going to be yep. fire. Everything we know that's coming up. We can do all this without CM Punk. I'd be fine. Yeah. Um, so that's really the only, I guess. And then um, I, I say, I'll say, I, I also, I really agree. Or I, I'm interested by, you know, because you also, you're on both sides of this because you also said in, in the, um, in the ugly category that like CM Punk could potentially like, just destroy the company completely and i think that that's also that's extreme but i think it's like potentially could like because he's already kind of divided the roster if you had to make two shows and the one show collision is like when they put that press release out i literally laughed out loud because it was like thunder rosa who's been disgruntled yeah um miro who's been disgruntled andrade Andrade. um it was powerhouse hobbs like he was like an ally of cm punks like guys who you know Punk puts over. I like, promise like, you, Dan Housen will be on Collision. Right. Like, it'll, it'll be Dan Housen. It'll be like Brody Ricky King. Starks, be, yeah, yeah. Brody, Ricky Starks. Uh, anybody yeah. that's gotten a fight with Sammy Guevara. So Eddie Kingston, if he ever goes back to AEW, it, I mean, like it. It's very obvious what they're doing. So, so it's you know, and it's, it's on, also for like the guys that like creatives had nothing for you for like a year. So like Scorpio Sky. Right, like okay, right. you can come over here, you know. Right, or they'll find a spot for him, maybe, or those people maybe on Dynamite. But like honestly, I would like to yeah. see someone like a Sammy Guevara leave Chris Jericho and like go to Collision and let's see what you have on your own, you right? Know without I mean? having to deal with like some sort of like big story for like a breakup or something, just like clean split, right? Just go just, see what you can do elsewhere. You're like in the transfer idea. portal, you know, whatever they call it. Dude, I'll also say this, like, fully, like, full transparency. Like, when I was watching the Pillars 4-Way, which is one of my favorite matches in AEW history, honestly. I love it's that. So awesome. I love that 4-Way so match. awesome. For what that needed to be, for what the investment that companies put in all four of those guys since day one. They also, real leveraged. quick, did you hate the buildup as much as everybody else did? I didn't, because no, I felt I, like some of the promos towards the end got better and I also felt like they put in a lot of time whether it worked or not I'll go with maybe it didn't work as well as they wanted but I felt like it wasn't like that they just half-assed it and just threw this out here like okay all of a sudden they're four facing each other like they put in a lot of time effort into trying to build this thing I just think the issue was is they could never make one of them look like they could actually win that was the biggest issue they had in my opinion yeah, I well, so and that kind of is a good that kind of like is a, the kind of point I was getting at is that the match was so good and everyone did so well that you know going into it, everyone knows I'm a big Darby Allen fan. I was a big Darby Allen fan pre AEW existing. Like I've I've been pulling for that guy for like I saw him wrestle Joey Janela in a high school gym in Chattanooga like years ago, right. and I and I remember being like, this guy is incredible, but he'll never get an opportunity because he's just too small. Like I even yep. being the biggest wrestling fan in the world, that was just reality. I was like, I just really don't. The WWE is never going to take a chance on him. And then when AW came around and I saw him knock it out of the park there, like, I've always pulled for him. And and Jungle Boy, like you know, there's always been plans for since day one, um, but like he's just not ready to be in that position, in my opinion. But I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like Sammy Guevara, if if he could become like just more likable or whatever they need to do, and like they yeah. need to go all the way with like make people hate him, or they need to go all the way with like let people like him. But he's so good in the ring that like so when, good. When I was watching that four way match, I was like, dude, Sammy could be their world champion. Like if they played it right, he has the talent and like the look and everything. I could actually see 
Like and but like you're right. There's something about like his acting that is so cringe though. Like if he yeah. could ever get to the point to where he is natural and it's just comes across that way, then like maybe he could be I'm hoping that when he gets to like 35, 36, he starts to have that just more maturity. You know, he'll be a parent, all that stuff. Like I'm hoping that he'll start to be like almost like Eddie Guerrero-ish like where it's just the much more mature, intimidating character. And, you know, people can laugh at me all they want by saying that, but it's like when you put in that much sweat equity, when you put in like that much time with the company, like eventually people just start looking at you differently. And I just feel like Sammy's going to be one of those guys that as long as you keep chipping away, eventually it might work out and he'll have that respect, you know? Well, because the thing is in the ring, he's always been fantastic. So it's just been a matter of like, like even like Cody's last AEW match, that ladder match that he had with Sammy, that one-on-one ladder match was one of my favorite. And I'm obviously I'm biased with Cody, but even for people in the chat who aren't Cody fanboys like me, let me know. Like I thought, honestly, outside of maybe some of like the absolute classics that you're always going to have to put at the top of a lot of these lists, like Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon and that kind of stuff. Like that's all TLC, like the original TLC, TLC two, like those kind of matches. I get those being like in these kind of conversations, but honestly, Cody versus Sammy Guevara for that TNT title and Cody's last AEW match was maybe the best ladder match I've ever seen. Like I thought that match yeah. was incredible. Like especially yep. the spot where where Sammy went from ladder to ladder and, and gave him that diamond yep. cutter. Like that was insane. Like that was such a good match. So like, I just think there's time he just he can't say he's the best ever. Like I get that you're trying to show yeah. confidence and all, but like that just is not believable. Easy on the overacting cringe. And like he can get there, man. Like I'm a believer in Sammy. I've always defended Sammy. I think Sammy's awesome. And especially if you buy a ticket, man, and it's like a big show, like Sammy is going all out. Like there's just no way he's not. So I, I do think he should beat Jericho though. Like they should pay off yes, him being on Jericho for so long. Like, and obviously I think Jericho is a goat. Jericho is my favorite of all time. I mean, obviously Jericho and Cody, like obviously those are the dudes for me, but like, I also, you know, like acknowledge, I, you know, I I could I, I don't have blinders on to what should and shouldn't happen most of the time, and I really, you know, Jericho should put over some of these guys uh, like Sammy. Yes. Obviously, he's putting over Adam Cole, big right. I mean, not that Adam Cole really needed to be put over, but in AEW, beating Chris Jericho in a feud is getting put over. Like he means a lot to the company, um, especially if you're going to head towards a world title match, which it looks like Adam Cole is going to be the challenger for MJF sooner than later. Yeah. Um, so anyway. I, I that all said, I, I I thought like the four way pillars match was awesome. Obviously, the anarchy and the arena match was awesome. Um, yep. CM, CM Punk, his return. Listen, like, so I we got love... a super chat from, oh, yeah. from Fitzgerald. Okay. I think this is a good one here. Yeah. Thanks again, Alex. I appreciate it. And I believe, I don't know if you were the one, Vincent, or um, it was you that were asking about memberships. I'm working on it. Um, I really am just kind of stuck on that middle tier in like in tier of what to offer, but um, I've already made actual emojis for the chat. If you're a member that you'll be able to use these emojis. And if you get more than five members and I can have more emojis, it'll also highlight your name in green and you'll have like a little badge icon. So we'll know who's a member and who isn't. Um, nice. so that I'm definitely working on, and that'll be like the low end, like, um, 
price and then the mid-tier price and then like the bigger price. So I'm going to look into it, but let me know what you guys would want to be offered as a member that you think it would be worth it to actually pay your money for. So I definitely appreciate uh, any feedback that you can give me on that. We should but, have some uh, sort of... We should, say, we should have some sort of just crazy tier. Like, I think Fightful used to have this. I don't know if they do anymore because someone actually, like, wound up doing it. And I think they wound up feeling bad because they were, like, I, I don't want to speak out of term, but it was something like that where someone joined one of, like, they had, like, a $5,000 one or something. Not doing that. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, if we had some just kind of crazy one that, like, if someone really, really, really wanted to support and we had a way of, like, giving back, let us know if there was something like that that you would want. If we had just some crazy tier that included, like, you know, we'll sign a bunch of stuff for you and like, you can come on the show or something. And like, you know, we'll like, yeah. we'll, like, you know, is there is, like, what kind of stuff like, would you guys want? Like Doug, like Doug saying, cause it's, it's tough with memberships on, on YouTube because you want to keep stuff free for people to watch, but we want to give you something in return for like spending money on being members. So like, so like things I've thought worth. of is possible videos that don't have anything to do with wrestling. So if you guys are interested in that, you can do vid request. I was thinking about something like that. So where you can actually request videos that you would like to see made. Um, possibly being on live rounds. Uh, also, another one is uh, like a private stream with me and whoever else are members. I think that would be cool too. So just anything that, uh, anything that you guys uh, have ideas about, let me know. But I don't know Alexander, what this means. Hold on, I'm sorry. I have to find out what oh, this good. means. The mystery, um, sixty, uh, sorry, eighty-six. In the price, I'd pay the money to MJF Stephen Fry. I don't know what that means. I don't know, but that's like to really go heal good. on me. Yeah, as long as I got a cut of whatever that was. Like you can come in here and roast me. I guess. Like I'll, I'll, let, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give you like a, like a five minutes of just saying whatever you want to me if you don't like me. If that's what this, I, I don't know what that means. Thank you though wow. for being in the show. <laughs> All right, all right. So I appreciate right. it. It's been rumored that Punk, Samo Punk versus Samoa Joe or Punk versus Jay White could potentially be Punk's first feud. Which one would you like to see first? Also, do you see Punk and FTR versus the Elite down the line? Okay, so I am all in on Punk and Samoa Joe. I just mm -hmm. think that that is the, the match that just makes so much sense because whether you hate Punk, like Punk, it's just, it's perfect, right? Like, you can't go wrong with that match. There's history there. There's lineage. There's match that we never thought that we would get again. Before Punk retires, you need to have at least one of those matches. And so if we want to just go ahead and get this thing out of the way because we don't know if it'll last for the next week, then I'm all for it if that's what you want to do. And I have a feeling tomorrow night, Tony Khan is going to announce this match. And then hopefully – There'll be some build-up video packages or whatever to build this thing. I, the way I view Collision would be probably Punk would come open the show with a promo, and then he would face Samoa Joe that night. That's my guess. And if you were going to sell the United Center out, I think if you booked this match, you would have a better chance of selling tickets to the United Center. I mean, granted, they're getting close to that 10000 now, where it was kind of embarrassing low, embarrassing low for the United Center for Punk. But now they're starting to build up. So, um, and then with man, I personally think the punk and FTR versus the elite is more of a fan's dream than in any intention that they actually plan on doing. I think maybe in the long run they might if it's still there, but I don't think it's any time in the near future at all. 
Um, I think the BCC thing's going to go for a while with the elite. And I think Punk is going to kind of do his own thing and we'll just see what happens. But in my opinion, AEW needs a strong baby face. And we have never gotten like a full on baby face push to the moon Kenny Omega run. And I feel like there is nothing bigger than a full-on babyface Kenny Omega versus a full-on CM Punk heel. I feel like you could sell out any stadium in the country with that match if it's built right. That is the biggest match that AEW can do. Um, and I think that FTR and the Young Bucks definitely have to revisit as well. Like that, that, that should not be done either. So, and if you want to combine it all and do it all in one big time, like the Bucks versus FTR. Punk versus um, Omega, I, I think that that's the biggest money matchups that you can do in AEW right now. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, in the stories, there's still a lot that's going to add to this because I mean, there, if I mean, like obviously Abushi is coming in because otherwise, yes, like they're just showing us. Like, oh, so the only thing I'm concerned, well, yeah, that's true because I was like, the only one I'm concerned is he'd go get Okada, but Okada is going to be busy with Brian Danielson, but right. still Okada is feuding with Brian Danielson. So he could be thrown into blood and guts. Although I just, Okada and blood and guts just doesn't really seem like that would happen, but man, who knows at this point. So, but yeah, yeah. I think it's Kota Ibushi. I think it's been Kota yeah. Ibushi for a while. They've been teasing it, and I'm so excited. Like, yeah. this this summer is just going to be just insane. But overall, I, I guess the reason that I say that the AEW needs Punk, because that feeling when he walked through that door and then Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debuted, like it felt like a huge momentum shift. And I just want that feeling again. And I don't know if we can get it without CM Punk. That's my biggest argument there. Mm. I'm also concerned. I don't think it's out of the question, even in Chicago, that there are a lot of people that think Punk's just an asshole now and they won't support him anymore. Like when, oh, when, well, of, see, and people 100%. thought it was crazy for, I was saying, no, this, I don't think this is crazy at Dude. all. Dude, he should one billion percent come back as a heel. It's not even not even a question that he should be. Here. I agree. And Chicago is probably gonna. Well, I shouldn't say probably. They are gonna cheer him. I think he will get some boos, like more boos than you think. But he's still gonna be yeah. massively supported because it's still his fans. But that reaction when they when Tony Khan announced his return, it was you can call it mixed to be charitable. It seemed like more boos than cheers. I saw like in like videos people were taking inside the building. And it seemed like yeah. it was just a few pockets of people doing the CM Punk, but most of the people were just booing, you know? Yeah. Because most of the fan base. I will say this when he uh -huh. first said his name, I felt like it was a big pop. And then the boos really started to come, right? It, like it's, it's finally like, like, yes, he finally acknowledges it. Like, this has just been the elephant in the room. Get it out. And yeah. then it's like, well, screw that guy. You know what I mean? It's all it's similar and it's for a completely different reason, but it's similar to the yeah, they, they call it the Yabu that like John Cena used to yep. get, where like you his, I think his that's music, what he's gonna get his music would hit and people are like 
for that announcement, they were relieved in a way. It's like, okay, there, finally. He said it. He said CM Punk. CM Punk's coming back. We know it's finally happening. But screw CM Punk. Screw this guy. Yep. Boo yep. CM Punk. We don't like you anymore. Um, same kind of thing with Cena. You hear his music back in the day. People are excited because, like, John Cena's here. Like, yeah, as much as you want to hate on the guy, he's still the biggest star in the industry. Yep. When he's, you know, and, but then it's like, but we don't like you anymore. Boo, boo. You know, so it's, um, I, yeah, the, the punk stuff, dude, I, I think that, uh, I, I, I think that he'll, he, he probably won't wrestle the elite right away. I'm with you where I, if they're going to do that, it'll probably be a minute, but they definitely like, there's a lot of money they're leaving on the table. If they don't go there, like, Absolutely. it'd be really disappointing, but I also, I'm interested to see how all this goes. Cause like, I also don't know, don't know when the elites contracts run up. Don't know, yeah. you know, a lot of like how much of this, their decision is going to depend on punk being not just, not just I mean, punk, but like all of this kind of stuff. AEW could Connors literally, AEW could literally lose all four of the elite, all four. Mm-hmm. So Heyman's up around then too. Yes, and no Kenny the Bucks mm-hmm. and Ricky Starks, I believe, is right around that time too. And it, if MJF hasn't done his deal, it's right around that time. But in my opinion, if you're AEW and you lose Kenny Omega, you send everything you've got in a Brinks truck to Will Ospreay. And be like, you, you're coming. I don't care if you love Japan or whatever. We'll figure it out. You can still live in England. We'll work it out. But you're coming. Like, there's, just, I'm not taking no for an answer. Because you can't lose Kenny Omega and just think you're fine. You're not. It's not okay. You're in big trouble. And that's my biggest concern was, is like, if you're going to negotiate and bring in Punk, in my opinion, you've got to feel pretty confident with your relationship with the elite. Otherwise, I don't know if you do this. And I almost feel like the fact that he's willing to split the roster to make this work. If I'm the elite, I'm like, wow, Tony's really trying to to make us happy here and make all parties happy. Like, I want to sign here. You know, I want to go ahead and finish my career out here. Because I just think it would be – but I swear to God, if you're the elite, there's no way you're not sitting at home and thinking, like, dude, what if we show up? around mania time against the bloodline like how much money would we all make how much of a buzz would that be there's no way you're not thinking about that either well because so, that that would be like the one absolutely perfect story for like if cody got his second chance against yeah. roman main event of wrestlemania 40 same scenario like pretty much same thing happens like Cody's about to win, yep. Heyman's up on the ring apron, Solo's behind him with his thumb up, and the two super kicks out of nowhere, and Kenny Omega from behind, and just like the elite clears him out. See, I actually think third. what would be interesting is is going into Mania, Cody keeps getting jumped by the bloodline and nobody backs him up. Right. And then the elite come and destroy the bloodline with Cody. And then it's like, it's not going to be like last year. So then it's like, oh, wow, Cody's going to actually win this thing in Philadelphia. And then every time that the bloodline tries to interfere, the elite come and take out the bloodline and Cody would actually win the title that way. I think that would be huge business. Yeah. It'd be, I mean, that'd be so sick if they could somehow pull out. And it'd be so funny because it'd all be happening with WWE, which would be like just so the opposite of like all of the whole point of so much of this. is like. But I mean, I swear – 
I really feel like this is right. Like if the elite leave, it's like AJ leaving mm -hmm. TNA. Like it's the heart and soul. Yeah. Now, granted, I do believe that that AEW is way more loaded and way better position and all that stuff. But it's just, it's not the same. It's just not the same at all. To be fair, that already kind of happened to me with Cody leaving AEW. Like that was <laughs> like, like my my perception of AEW absolutely changed when he left. Like, in but like. Ways. <sighs> To a certain extent, it did, but a lot of it, like, it wasn't working, Stephen. Like, it no, wasn't. I know, I know. I'm saying and so. I'm, that's I, why for me, it it doesn't it it doesn't affect me as bad because like it was a disaster at the end. Like they're chanting "shut the f up," they're booing him out of the building. They hate Brandy, all that, that was, stuff. That was funny. Like and 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 it was just like and then you know the whole uh, Anthony Agogo and QT yeah. Marshall and all like it was bad. So, yeah. and then he was just becoming like the gatekeeper feuding with Malachi Black and Andrade and all that stuff. So like that, did, but like it, the, you know, the elite, like they've all won the titles. Like they, they've all dominated the company, been huge assets to the company and honestly bigger, bigger stars than Cody was. And True. that shouldn't have never happened. Like Cody was like, Cody should have beat, jericho and won that title and what i hated is the idea that the elite the whole point of them the first year was basically to just job out and yeah. let everybody else kenny omega was three and four like at the end of the year for lost, like, aew pack and side, lost like, a pack the he lost, lost to jericho yeah. yeah like and it was just like they all just didn't want to show that they were dominating but like the whole reason that people bought into this company is because of them we paid to see them we wanted to see them go on a run so i i just think it was a massive mistake to have all of them basically become like in the background and and let other guys shine because they tried to put other guys over it it yeah. yes ethically it's cool but like business wise it was a bad idea no i agree i definitely agree with that they should have put the title on cody right away he should have been the first aw champion probably in hindsight because <laughs> he was why over do, when the company started why, they weren't doing why that not when the do, started. why not do cody and kenny cody and kenny was a massive yeah. draw and if double or nothing was cody and kenny i mean granted cody and dustin was amazing and all that and jericho was a great first champion so it's hard For sure For a sure. lot of hindsight right but but man like when you really look back at it ever since cody lost the title it just was never lost the opportunity to ever get another title shot it just was never the same yeah but I would be absolutely gutted if the elite left AEW. Like, it just wouldn't feel right at all. Yeah, which, but once again, like, how much of this is... I just don't know enough about, like, the... Because we talked about it after Brawl Out happened. My perception of Tony Khan definitely changed a little bit that night. Where I was like, yep. dude, you can't... If, Vince, if that would have happened... Like, if that same thing would have happened, and it was CM Punk in the WWE... And he said, and that was Vincent Mann sitting there, not Tony Khan. Vincent Mann would have had CM Punk by the throat in front of everybody, put, yep. putting him up against a wall. You know what I mean? Like, like Tony Khan, like just sat there and took it, and it was like, oh no, like you yep. just, like you just take it like that from these guys. Like that's not, that's not good. Like I'm, I'm very pro pro wrestler, like almost always. Like I'm, 
I follow these guys where they where they where they wrestle at. I'm fans of them. Most of these guys when they're on the indies before they even sign anywhere. Like I'm a fan of of these performers, the, these these people, and I very rarely ever side with like the promotion over the wrestlers in most cases. But th- th- that's kind of one where you know I just I I I do you know I side more where I, I look at it more where I'm like if if you're if you're Tony Khan, you can't just, it sends a really weird message. And then to know that those guys were like physically fighting each other right after. And it's like, yep. technically their bosses, their EVPs are getting in fights with, with talent, technically talent who just bashed you in the whole company. It was just a really, really weird look just in general. And then when you find out like they're having to make, and I don't know if this is the complete case, but this is the way it seems is they're having to make a whole new show for yeah. these disgruntled people where it's like part of this part of this is just the result of just signing too many people you know it just that just is what yeah, it is definitely um, but a lot of these were signings that at the time we said like you've got to make but now in hindsight you look at it and you're like well so and so really doing much so and so really doing much so and so i've been yep. on tv in a while so and so is disgruntled so and so someone like someone like miro though you read you hear about stuff and you're like well it seems like they wanted him back but he didn't want a job in certain situations that that's different yep. than just like not having creative that's not agreeing and i'm pretty creative. sure it was like he didn't want a job to hangman you know what i mean like Which that's like that's ridiculous. nonsense yeah right yeah hangman's if anyone is worth jobbing to, it's the guy that they literally built to become the champion from day one through like the first three years of the company. Like clearly hangman. Although, although according to CM Punk, he's done nothing in this business. Right. Which is also a terrible look for Tony Khan and his company saying that right in front of Tony Khan, making it sound like nothing. Like he's holding the world championship, basically saying this doesn't matter. This company doesn't matter unless you've been like me and you've been in the WWE and you've been their world champion. Now, this isn't the same thing he's yeah. calling him an empty-headed f-bomb and all this stuff and like it's like dude back in the day you were the one saying the the people you're the age you are now you know you were back then being like the old you know the old people don't get it and like let us be the new generation and do it our way and and now you get offended when people don't want your advice and stuff and i also agree with what you're saying in your video about punk about uh the instagram stuff it's really yeah. lame. Like it's really lame to like, especially whenever you're so close, it seems like to returning yep. to keep like reburning these bridges. And yep. like, dude, you're like 45 years old. Like it isn't cool or edgy or like badass or like F, F the man, F authority. Like, dude, it's like, you're, you're typing out these. And then he did the one where he's like me and Shawn Michaels have butt sex and like you're like, what are you talking about, dude? Like you're just being yeah. stupid. And then he's like, uh, uh, and then the dude when they were gonna announce Collision, and then they were like, we're gonna have to wait a week to find out where it's gonna be. Like, are you kidding me? And then the fact that like others have confirmed that they saw the visuals, the the artwork, everything of Punk on the collision poster and who Punk was supposed to face and all that stuff. And like it all got pulled because of this ace steel crap or whatever. Like it's just there's always something with this guy. And I mean he used to trash Hogan, but dude, he is the Hogan of, of AEW. Like he is the it doesn't work for me brother guy. Well, so I said this, I think, on the spotlight as well. And, like, I'm not saying that they should necessarily do this. 
I'm just saying, and this would cause a lot of bad faith probably, but it would also, this is, this is a very hypothetical scenario. Okay. Nobody take this literally just an idea of just something, a thought that crosses my mind. Okay. So part of this is, is negotiation and it's, it's AW's back is against the wall. So, so yep. Tony Khan's already decided we're going to Chicago. We're creating a whole new show. We're doing this whole yep. press release or whatever they're going to do. Obviously, this is all based around CM Punk having to be there. So as this is all happening, Punk obviously knows this, and he knows that they can't do this show without him at this point. So that's why he's probably coming to them going, well, I'm going to slide a steal into this. I'm going to slide this or that in this. I'm going to get everything I can out of this deal because they're desperate. Like, they, they, yeah. they're, 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 everything revolves around me being at this show. Yep. Now... What that looks like to me from the outside, in all honesty, it makes Tony Khan once and I, I, I need to make this really clear in case anybody gets the wrong idea. I love Tony Khan. I think yeah. that Tony Khan, dude, he's he his fig fed is AEW. It's the coolest thing ever. Like yep. he's he's around my age. I mean, let's the reason we're getting Brian Danielson versus yeah. Okada and Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay on the same show. That still probably has six or seven more yes. matches to be announced is because of Tony Khan. Yes, Tony Khan rules. I love Tony Khan. I love AEW. That's why I'm. That's why I'm even saying the things I'm saying because I yep. want AEW to succeed. I think it's really important that AEW exists in the landscape of like what wrestling is today. Like we went far too long without having a WCW, ECW type competitor, or whatever you want to call it, to the WWE. I'm not even, not even for the competitions perspective but somewhere that someone like danielson can say i don't want to do this anymore i can go over here now and do all the stuff he's doing now like it's a anyway the reason i say all this is there was a very similar situation and this and one and one and this is there's people in the chat kind of agreeing already before i even said this tony khan's too nice yep he's a pushover with this and that these kind of things especially when it comes to cm punk we all know since day one cm punk was his number one guy he wanted Punk didn't want to come for year after year. The pandemic slowed things down, of course. That's not on him. But eventually he showed up. But Tony Khan, it's like his favorite wrestler ever. He loves CM Punk, so he's going to treat him differently. It is what it is. But if you want to send a message that you can't be effed with the way that he's been effed with by CM Punk this entire time, because at the end of the day, that's how I see it, is like Punk played Tony Khan like a fiddle, they put the world title on him multiple times. They gave him everything he wanted. They're creating a new shows for him and going to going to Chicago specifically for him for all these things. Yep. Yep. Okay. If you want to prove a point, Tony Khan, you remember back in the day, Doug, when the Ultimate Warrior kind of did this to Vince McMahon. Yep. And he was like, Vince was in a spot where he had like he's like he's got to be there. He and he's negotiated his way into where we have to give him what he wants to, because we he has to be there. We our backs were against the wall. He made yep. sure the Ultimate Warrior showed up on that show, and then yep. you remember what happened afterwards. He fired him. I'm not saying that Tony Khan should just fire CM Punk. I'm just saying you do what you got to do to get Punk to that show, and after that, I don't really care what happens to the dude. Because do you do you find it weird that that collision uh, commercial that they just did focused on Miro, Thunder Rosa, and then CM Punk? Dude, I don't know. Like, once again, I could take or leave CM Punk on the show. I think he'll. I think it will be good television. It's, at the very least, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I don't. If you're AEW, there's no way you could confidently like 
believe and fully invest in CM Punk being there week after week long term because it I feels agree. like at any point he could just pull this again because he's done and it why, plenty of times. I will say this though, he did have to sign contract stuff like NDAs and all sorts of other stuff, and I think he had to sign that he had to show up at this many dates and all this stuff before they made that announcement. So I think Tony did get him by the balls on some of the things that he actually agreed to. Um, but I will say, in my opinion, I think a heel faction with Punk as the leader is the way to go. Yeah. And I think that he rarely wrestles. He'll wrestle every now yeah. and then, but he is going to let other guys do his dirty work. And then when he feels like he it's time for him to wrestle, he wrestles. It's always going to be a big attraction, a big deal. And and it keeps him on TV, but it doesn't require him to get in the ring a lot. I think that's yeah. the way to do it. I'm I'm with you on that. And I brought this up on the spotlight as well. I like this idea. You might think it's terrible and it might not be a good idea. A lot of people might disagree. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that this, when this happened, the story never played out. We never got to see it. So there's like an itch that has never been scratched for me for years. So you'll get yeah. the comparison here. Okay. If you want to get CM Punk back and he should be a heel is what I believe. If you want to make him the ultimate heel, the best way to do that, you two-man power trip him and MJF. You team those guys together. Like, they don't have to well, be, like, a tag team, but, like, MJF sort of got the world title. There's no reason to ever put the AEW World Championship on CM Punk ever again with the injuries with and that. with the God. liabilities. And that's another thing that I really want them to not do for Collision. No separate titles. I don't yeah, care I what happens. There can't be two world champions, two tag team champions, two TNT champions. Like, hell no. All yeah. titles... And I feel like the champions, you might just have to suck it up and be on both shows. I'm sorry. That's just the way it's going to go. Yeah, which I'm, I'm, I agree. I think there should only be one set of titles as well. And, I mean, Punk and MJF obviously are sworn enemies. So what better way than, like, they just they team up. Like, this, the enemy of the enemy is my friend type stuff. Like, the elite or whoever, whoever they're against is, like, you know, Punk. That way, Punk doesn't have to wrestle that much. MJF's already the champion. He doesn't need to go. It's similar to a fight camp or, you know, a training camp. Like, you know, you don't want you. You might be the number one contender, but like your partner, your training partner's already got the title, so you don't want to wrestle him. There's no point there. So whatever, and that also opens up maybe CM Punk and FTR. That could be the group right there. CM Punk, FTR, and MJF. That'd be like a yep. way better version of the Pinnacle. Call it whatever you want, but you could yep. have MJF as the world champion, CM Punk and FTR as the trios champions, and you know. See, so what I was thinking, what I was thinking is it would be Punk. It'd be FTR, who just recently made friends with Ricky Starks, bring in Ricky True. Starks, and Hobbs would be the muscle. That's not a bad I idea. Think that, def- that would be the faction for him. I definitely see st- – because I, I definitely noticed the Starks and FTR thing. Like, I think that they, they, they're planting seeds there. Um, but, like, the two-man power trip thing, I only kind of think about so much, as, as I said, is because, like – the Austin and Triple H thing never got to play yeah. out because of the injury. And I've, yeah. and I've always wanted to see just – because I've also said – they can do the same thing in the WWE with Brock and um, and Roman at some point. Like if Heyman managed yeah. Brock and Roman and they were just a God. team that just killed yeah. everybody, like that would actually be really entertaining to eventually see who could, who could take those guys down. You right. know? Um, yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, just, you know, just, just an idea Plus, to throw out there. There were all in, in the buildup between MJF and CM Punk. A lot of it was like, we are similar. 
Like they yeah. can sell that to each other. So that's that, that way to make, make people believe sense. the devil doesn't exist. Is you do know, you whatever. do you think that it's time for MJF to drop the title, possibly to Adam Cole, or do you think he should go ahead and carry this thing all the way till the end? I would I would have him carry it as close to as close to what y'all however you can verbalize what I'm trying to say as, you got, as much as you can make it seem like he's leaving the company when his contract's up with that title you need to make that the story and somebody needs to eventually like... beat him and make it feel like he saved the company but then MJF like hopefully for AW stake actually stays beyond that but like because I just you know, feel I like, know. man, if Adam Cole gets that shot, he's got to win. He can't lose again. He can't lose again. Yeah. So I, I don't know what they plan on doing. They haven't really said, but um, we'll, we'll see what well, happens. Well, who do you think MJF wrestles at Forbidden Door? Because he's making it sound like he has no interest in, like he doesn't like New Japan, this and that. I would love to see him wrestle Shingo. I think MJF yeah. and Shingo would be awesome. Yeah. I, I, I think Naito also makes sense. Like I could see something like I, that. I saw some people on Twitter that were like, watch him wrestle like Yano or something. Cause like he like oh takes God. like the, like the yeah. coward way just, out of it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, uh, Here's another thing. Who do you see Sonata wrestling in AEW? Dude, I forgot he was even the champion right now. Until he That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and it's not necessarily like this big box office attraction type match. Like it was last year for Who's the hangman got maybe hangman. Maybe. And I mean that would I would be fine with that. I think Sonata and Hangman would be great. I think yeah. it might be another like three way or four way match though, probably just to like maybe make that a tradition or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean they got a lot of good options. Like who's who's a Bush or who's a Ishii gonna wrestle? Because like Ishii's in the mix with the with Okada and Tanahashi. They're the the six man champions right now, aren't they? Yeah, um, and I mean Ishii and Moxley makes sense if they wanted Ooh. to do that oh yeah i, I like that. that i like that a lot um, i'm off for that Ta- tanahashi and mjf would kind of make sense because tanahashi was the main event last year and like he could definitely wrestle mjf's type style you know like I yeah can see that yeah that's interesting yeah, I haven't thought about too much about like outside of what's been announced, just because there's like there's just so many. It's a done deal. Look, the pay per view is already sealed once they oh, yeah. announce those three matches. So I guess that's a good time to go ahead and talk about um, this this uh, this pay per view. I mean, dude, like I can't believe this is actually happening. Uh, Omega Osprey two definitely seemed like that was in the works when they announced that little four four-way tournament thing or whatever um but to get brian danielson versus okada like oh my god like and i'm getting tired of like seeing some of the AEW product and it's not in front of like a sold out crowd with lively crowd all that like i know in this situation the crowd is going to be on fire and it is going to be so great um i i I am so excited for this pay-per-view. I think it's going to be pay-per-view of the year, just like last year was. And I, I, I'm just now trying to figure out what else, like we were just talking about MJF, Tanahashi, but like, dude, if you just give me like four other like good matches with those two matches, like, Oh my God. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and I agree that last year Forbidden Door was, I think I voted it as the best show of the year. Probably was the best show did. of the year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's obviously high expectations for this, but I mean, they're already, even just one of the matches that's been announced, even just knowing that Osprey and, and Omega or uh, Okada versus Danielson was happening, knowing that both are happening, yep. that's, it's a, yeah, it's a sign. It's a, it's a done deal. Like, there's, you can't, and I said this on Twitter during uh, during the pay-per-view, the AEW pay-per-view. And I don't really like I don't really mean this like literally. I, I believe it, but I don't really like live or die by this at all. But like I said that if you consider yourself a fan of professional wrestling, you like AEW pay-per-views are are mandatory viewing. And what I mean by that is like I really think that if you if you call yourself a, a professional wrestling fan, I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not watching aw pay-per-view just like i yep. kind of feel like you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not watching WWE pay-per-view i don't feel to the same degree but like WWE especially does like a- that backlash yeah. show in puerto rico dude that it was incredible was fire yeah it was incredible fire like, so like if if, if if yeah if you like the whole experience of all of it like that is a perfect show to watch the 100%. one thing that I find so weird with WWE though, man, it's like five, six matches. And it and it just feels like it's so just eh, throw you something out there, see if you enjoy, especially like when Roman isn't on the card or whatever. It's just kind of like, eh, here you go. But like they tell their stories, the crowd are behind it. It's usually pretty good matches. Like the ring work is definitely improved. I mean, it's not what it was like back in like 10 years ago, or whatever. Like it's definitely you can you can get some really good matches out of the WWE. So yeah, I don't I don't blame it, but like there's still levels to this, and they will not go to the level that AEW will go, especially on pay-per-view and that the forbidden door and all that stuff, like they will not go to that. And if you are a pro wrestling fan, you deserve to, you should give this stuff a shot because it deserves your attention. It is going to be what people are talking about. There's no doubt about it. These matches are going to be crazy good. Um, They're also uh, Harry Plink, Plinkett, in the chat said uh i think jericho is going to go against shoda i have no idea who jericho is going to wrestle but like they're that's another one that's obviously i'm really interested in what someone i want to see him wrestle is like even though this isn't technically like i guess new japan versus AEW, but i still really want to see chris jericho versus ultimo dragon in AEW. like it's still possible like the ultimo dragon's still wrestling like apparently they almost did the match during the pandemic during the mjf um thing where like jericho had to face like nick gay or um uh yeah when jericho yeah. Had to do the nick gay well, what, the, what was that called it was something jericho or whatever and that was something um, else but it's okay yeah i can't remember what it was called uh but yeah he had to wrestle like all those guys like he had wrestle hooventude and stuff um so i want to see that i want to see jericho wrestle like another og potentially like you know whoever that winds up being um when I'm gonna try to see who who uh, um, Shibata wrestles. Like it's wild that he's the yeah. pure champion. Yeah, like, well, that's another thing. Like, oh yeah. my god! And like he's not really like going out there and like half-assing it either. Like, you know, I think I someone posted this picture, and I honestly think it would be an amazing match. Is Shibata and Roderick Strong? Yeah, I that'd be great. Beat the living crap Dude, out of each other. And when's Kyle O'Reilly supposed to be back? 
I like, know. I'm I'm concerned about him because I would, would love to have him back. Well, and if yeah, there's been multiple times where I felt like his return was like about to happen on screen, yeah. and it wound up being Instead like Sabu. Sabu. Like, wait, what? That was so random. I hated um, that. I yeah, hated that. I it was, was like, so oh, random. God. Um, but but yeah, Kyle. Like, I feel like he's got to be coming back soon. I, but I know he's. I know he's had. I, elf stuff like i know he's, he's i mean the pictures that i saw him after surgery dude like his arms were like bone like he had nothing on them like it's like a long recovery the atrophy and whatnot when you when he his muscles probably hadn't been working well and then like adam cole like his idea of oh yeah he'll be back really soon means like six months or a year you know what i mean like right. back when because because their perception is is like i thought i was never gonna wrestle again so now you give me six months and it's like oh i'm back soon you know what i mean but it's yeah. like for us it's like god it's taking forever <laughs> but yeah kyle o'reilly would be fantastic in in the show like forbidden door um yeah. harry mentioned is there anything that you sorry harry is there anything that you Pauly versus satin and Singh, which obviously he's kidding about but i will say this i've i've heard i you made not believe and you might think I'm trolling because I like him lost, whatever. But like I have heard from people that are trained with Satin Singh that he's actually like way better than like what he's even shown. Because what he's shown so far has actually been pretty good. Like he's making he the went through the table off the stage. Dude, he and dude, remember, like I think it was Phoenix jumped off like a ladder off the stage and he caught him perfectly and stuff. Like he's he's hit the stuff he's needed to hit so far. But I've because mm -hmm. he was a, he was a uh, like an actual like NBA, maybe not NBA, but yep. like was yeah, play for the Mavericks. He's, the Mavericks. A, he's, a, he's an actual athlete. Like I've heard he can, I've heard he's actually pretty decent. It's just going to be a matter of like, you know, like back in the day when the big show or when he was the giant, when he was doing like moonsaults off the top and Hulk Hogan was coming by and being like, brother, you're not doing that. Like I, I do a yeah. leg drop, dude, you're not doing those. Um, right. Like it's, I've, I've heard it's kind of almost a scenario with him where they're like trying to figure out like what makes sense for him to do because his like athleticism is actually like, it look it probably looks strange because he's so big, but he actually can move pretty well apparently, which yeah. is exciting to see because like they clearly have some sort of long-term investment in him. But I want to throw that out there that like, I just recently randomly heard some people talking about that, that apparently have trained with him and they, they were saying like really good things. So throwing that out nice. there. Yeah um we got a couple more super chats actually yeah kogan dial f for film appreciate it kogan says welcome back guys i gotta ask about classic stuff again what is your favorite tag team match of all time traditional match preferably what do you got oh man that's really i mean a recent one that it comes off so my recent mind. one is is the so there's two but but the golden mm -hmm. lovers versus the young bucks in new japan yeah in uh, i think it was la or san francisco i think it was san francisco incredible love that match so much and then of course the um the revolution match between the young bucks and adam and kenny yeah it's amazing so those yeah. are the two that pop in my head recent i'm trying to go back though i'm trying yeah. to take a travel back here and see the revolution one's the one that came to mind first for me and then also i love the brotherhood versus young bucks match doesn't get talked about as much but that was really good too cody and dustin versus young bucks i can't oh, remember yeah. what, it was like fight, fight for, for the fall or something yeah yeah um, what about old school like wcw or wwf or anything like that ring a bell 
See, WCW is weird for me because I was so young as it was happening that, like, I remember match. I remember things about matches. Like, I remember, yeah. like, the Steiner brothers wrestling Harlem Heat. And, like, I remember, like, the public enemy doing moves, like, through tables when no one else was doing that and stuff. Like, I remember I, the 2003 SmackDown tournament, I believe it was. It was either 2002 yeah. or 2003. And it was, like, Kurt Angle and, These dudes. Um, and Benoit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, that. That's right there for me. And um, Los Guerreros and World's Greatest Tag Team and all that stuff. And Ring of Honor, our yes. American Wolves versus World's Greatest Briscoes, Tag Team. Right? Briscoe, uh, yeah. Briscoe's and FTR, of course. Ladder War, uh, Briscoe's and Kevin Owens and um, Generico, right? Like yeah. those ones. Um, yeah. So. I'm trying to think I, of traditional I, I, that stands out. Obviously, like the TLC matches, that's much different. But like, yes. I still think that like TLC one and TLC two are like still hold up uh, as like yep. some of the best matches ever. Um, I know there's so many, and I'm just not thinking of, of them. Course. But it's it's hard when people ask you like your favorites because you really got to think because it's it's not like you can just pick just one. Just like oh, that's it, you know, dude. There so. was um there was a lot of good like like um like america's most wanted versus triple x stuff like like those kind of matches from like early tna like the yes. early tna tag division yes yes um dude speaking of this is random but dude i don't know if you know if you saw this amazing red popped up in gcw i week. saw that yeah. i saw that did he actually wrestle no so he's he's part of the tag team champions at hog which you know he was is mm -hmm. an owner of house of glory and he's a team yep. him, him and and brian are they're the bookers and they're the mm -hmm. um so they're the tag team champions but it's just wild that like amazing red is because it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be the bookers versus um nick wayne and jordan oliver for the tag team i think it's gonna be like title versus title or something that they're gonna be doing um so amazing red came out and they just they confronted nick wayne and jordan oliver but they, they didn't wrestle on the show yet but brett lauderdale was on twitter today like legendary amazing red and gcw like they're they're hyping it like they know what they've got with red being a part of this which is amazing because cool. i've i've said it before and i'll say it a thousand times like amazing red is probably the main reason i started like really paying attention to independent wrestling in the early 2000s he was the guy whose clips i was seeing the most of on like yep. on lime wire and stuff yep. and, like that's and it then, was yeah i'd never heard of loki and so yep. i was like who is this guy because wrestling each other a lot loki yeah. And Amazing Red and AJ Styles. And then I yeah. and then there was Jerry Lynn because I remembered him from ECW and they were like all mixed in together. And I was like, oh, okay. So I gotta check. And that's the main reason I checked out TNA. And then you're like, you got you had to suffer through Jeff Jarrett and all this other stuff. But it was like the X division was like every reason why you would get the weekly pay-per-view, you know. Um, Harry, I actually um Nick Wayne's first match, what he brought this up. Nick Wayne is gonna be debuting against Swerve on Dynamite in uh uh, I think July 12th, I think, is when he'll be debuting. Will so, Swerve have the title? Which, oh, the, oh, the, the, uh, the TNT International title. or oh, sorry, International. I can't, I can't get those mixed up. By the way, that's what we haven't even talked about. I just want to bring up real quick. Orange Cassidy is International Amazing. Amazing. Amazing run. Amazing yeah, run. So, and yeah. I know there's a lot of haters out there, but I don't even really think he wrestles like that anymore. Like, I think he just really goes all out, and he, and he knows now – when to do the goofy stuff and it's not anything crazy he says a lot more in his promos now like i just think he's just turned into being a really good wrestler you know um, 
Um, also, real really quick, quick. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just ahead. wanted to say real quick for the tag team thing, just because I want to. I was just about it. to add another one. Oh, okay. There's another um, one. Because I'm totally overlooked. There were some really good, like, um, NXT, like, like FTR versus yes. American Alpha yes. and like that kind yes. of stuff that we overlooked. Yes. Like that was, that was, there was a really good era there for a minute with tag Johnny teams. Gargano and Ciampa versus like, um, who are those big ass dudes that no longer wrestle? They're Arthur's like a pain. Arthur's a pain. Yeah, like with those with dudes. L ring. Yeah, yes, that was a really good. Yes. Act. Also, yeah. like this is low key. Like I feel it's extremely underrated, but I absolutely love this match. It was in the UK. It was the first time that Marty Scroll and Will Ospreay made their Ring of Honor debut, and it's the Young Bucks versus Marty Scroll and Will Ospreay. Absolutely love that match. It was like back in 2016, I think. That match is so badass. So there you go on that. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of good tag team matches. We, uh, I'm sure a lot more come to mind as well. But hell yeah! Oh, one that I absolutely love too was the Young Bucks versus Red Dragon. Like, oh those, yeah, those were amazing back then. The one in the Hammerstein mm -hmm. Ballroom. Yeah, man. Notice how the Young Bucks keep popping up in this subject. Like, oh yeah. I've I, I I'll I'll say like I think the Young Bucks are probably the best tag team ever. That's just my own opinion. But like I also I I'm not gonna argue against certain teams. Like if someone says like the Steiners or like I think you know, the Young Bucks are the Shawn Michaels of tag team wrestling. That's that's the way I view it. Yeah. Like you could argue that they're not the same physical style of like Legion of Doom or Road Warriors or whatever or the Dudleys, but like actual Bell to bell performers. Yes. I don't think nobody touches better them. than the Young Bucks. Yeah. My favorite, they're probably my favorite tag team ever, like, 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 yeah. whole career. But I'll Love always have two. a soft spot for like Harlem Heat was always one of my favorite tag teams. I, I love the public enemy. I know it's like weird, like in I'm hindsight, out. but like, dude, well, I was, dude, I was a little kid. Yeah. I like the, I like the, they had the catchy, nah, 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 we like the party, we like the party. And like, but they were also doing the, the coming out with tables and jumping through the tables thing before the Dudleys and like before a lot of people, like before anyone was doing that. And yep. they would, and what confused me about that, about them the most, which also made me, I was like rationalize that they were the coolest because of this too, which is wrong. They just couldn't keep a job, but. I would see them in like every company when I was a kid and I didn't get it. Like they'd be in WCW, then they'd be in WWF, then they'd be back in ECW. And I was like, why are the, why are the public enemy allowed to wrestle for every company? And like, in reality, they were just like getting beat down by Bradshaw for real. And like, not like killing, like, you know what I mean? Those kind of things. But like, yep. um, but no, I, I, and like, I, I think straight up talent wise for totally different reasons. I think the Steiners were like, if you look back at, especially Scott Steiner might've been the best in-ring wrestler maybe ever. If you like actually look at his moveset, like all these moves he created, like his body didn't hold up and he ballooned and stuff over time. But like so much he was of the stuff. Always, he was always huge though. Like right. that's one thing, like people act like he just all of a sudden just like juiced up. But like, dude, like he, he a lot of it's just like toned up because he was always right. massive sure but like he, no he's he on juice like, he's right. on juice don't get me of wrong course. i'm not saying that well, but i'm just well, saying like no, people no, I, act I, like he was this small scrawny guy and he wasn't no he was, no, he was always huge. he was always a he was always a big dude but when he became big papa pump like he also oh, his his, his in-ring style also changed quite a bit he was using like yep. a camel clutch the sign of recliner and stuff 
But like, if you actually look at like young or even the older Rick Stein, or sorry, South Skyner sometimes like will whip some of this stuff out. But dude, he was doing like a 450 splash before like anyone else. He yep. was doing that Steiner screwdriver is still like one of the most badass looking moves I've ever seen. The Steiner, uh, the the Frankensteiner, of course, yep. has led to you know so many variations of that move and. It's, a, it's just one of those things where he was super innovative and he was he was a big guy like you said who when you think about the first person you've seen do a you know a 450 off the top rope you would never think it would have been a guy that size like yep. for me the first person i saw that do move that do, do that move i'm pretty sure it was juventude guerrero i think was the first person i saw do a 450 and i i didn't know till years later that scott steiner had, had done one it's like scott steiner like how yeah. he does it off the top rope Wait, he also he invented the Frankensteiner. Wait, what? You know, like you start yeah. finding this stuff out, and you're like, anyway, I think it's just kind of because so much of him is like a meme now, and Big Papa Pomp, yep. and the the math promo, and all that stuff, and like the math promo is legendary. But dude, if you look especially at like pre, because Big Papa Pomp was a great character, and he he was a needed thing for WCW when he became their champion and stuff, like. Yeah, it worked at the time. People may not realize that, but Big Papa Pump was like really over when WCW was dying. Yep, absolutely. Um, and he was really over when he came into the WWF, like when he when he came into Wrestle Triple H. And then he wrestled. Up. Right, and then but he, he, wrestled. he was super over when he. Came oh, he in. was over that Survivor um, Series. The sirens going off in Madison Square Garden. I mean, it was whoa. Yeah, yeah. but but if I would recommend y'all, if you're like if you really only know of Scott Steiner as like kind of this meme check out some of his stuff from like the early two, like, sorry, like the early nineties, like early to mid nineties before the transformation. You'll, you'll be really surprised at some of these moves this dude was doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Alexander Fitzgerald, appreciate it for the super chat again. Um, do you see them setting up Willow versus Mercedes at Forbidden Door? Then it leads into match possibly at all in when Mercedes is healed. Um, do you think, first of all, do you think Mercedes was going to wrestle at Forbidden Door if she didn't get injured? You think that was for sure happening? I don't know if it was for sure or not. I think it's like in your opinion, just opinion. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know because I don't know what else is going to be on this card. I that's 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 not something that I think is like that. Uh, like I love Willow. I, I think Mercedes is good as well, but like. Willow seems to have a lot. Of how do you momentum. how do you think of Mercedes run? Because I I I'm kind of mixed feelings on it. Like why well, I, I honestly haven't seen a ton of it. I like I I personally think that without it being as I don't know if it's say scripted or like manufactured, she's kind of got exposed a little bit. And I also don't think that she's as dedicated as a pro wrestler as before. Like yeah, she is for Japan. She shows up and does her thing or whatever. But like it didn't feel like all the time the best wrestler was winning the match. It's just the bigger star. And before, like she used to come across as like the best. And I just don't know if she really is that anymore. Oh, I I just I just totally just had a total brain lapse. I was thinking of something. I was my bad. I was thinking of Mercedes Martinez for a second when I read that. Mercedes. No, I'm talking about oh, yeah. Sasha Banks. Yeah, Sasha Banks. So 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 I like that Willow beat her. I do like yeah. that because Willow needed yeah. that. With, that would with, have never happened though if she didn't get injured. With Mercedes Monet, I totally agree that I know I do think she would have been a part of Forbidden Door probably. Okay. With, with had she not gotten injured, I do think that. But I also don't know. I'm with you too on like the uh, 
like part of me honestly thinks she's just going back to WWE soon. Like I honestly feel yeah. like that's gonna happen. So like whatever we can get out of her before then is is great. But I think that like because it it's all relative to like if she's staying outside of WWE, then it would make more sense if she's gonna keep winning big matches and be putting big big spots outside on these other companies. And like without you know in winning these matches, if she's gonna be going back to WWE or like signing somewhere or something. I would I would like to see her losing to people like Willow and like maybe some others just really help get the rub for some others before you go back. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, like can she handle the smoke from Tony Storm? Like or or Jamie Hayter if she was in there for like 20, 25 minutes with those girls? Like, I think they would put it on her. And and she's not she's not that big. That's the thing concerns me is that like, she can get injured. She takes a lot of risk and you know, it just, I I don't know. I just, I feel like that the WW, the only thing for me though, is if she goes back to the WWE and Vince is still there, like, it just looks like, what did you really stand for? You know what I mean? So Cody went back. But, yeah, but, but my, my thing is this, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not like super confident that she's going to go back to the WB. My thing is more yeah. like if, if she, I just don't, I don't know how long-term like this stuff of like stardom and in, yeah. in Japan and like, why wouldn't she just sign to AEW, you know? Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of where my head is more, unless she just really truly wants to be freelance and she wants to, be more open to maybe doing like other movies or outside projects where she doesn't need WWE's approval and stuff like, which is totally possible. I mean, that, that just, that might be exactly the case. I don't know. There's just little things about this that that's why it's in the back of my head. of like, why, you know, there's nothing really stopping her from going back and she's not really committed anywhere really. So yeah. Um, no, I feel you just interesting, but I think it would have been cool. I mean, imagine her on the card too, like with this, like that, that, that thing would be so stacked. And plus I would love for her to get like her casual fans that just worship her to actually yeah. watch a show that has like the best in the world and, and be exposed to that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the forbidden door and, and all that stuff. Like I think uh, the, the summer is just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Did I do we have any more super chats or anything? I think I think we've got through them all. Let me double check just to make sure. I will agree, by the way, with Kogan. Like, I'm not fully agree, but I think it's worth mentioning. Like, he he said that um that Sasha's always been sloppy in the ring, in his opinion. I don't know if she's necessarily like sloppy, but like there's definitely been it definitely stands out to me like when the certain botches happen, right? And like when she debuted in in New Japan, popped up there and hit that like that weird like gory bomb DDT thing that she tried to do. And like, it just, yeah, it just didn't land. And you're just like, it's like, it's really important in my opinion that you're nailing, especially if it's like one move. Like also like really... she cut like a really American WWE type promo and it came across really flat and like, it did not work. Like there's, there's certain things that it's just like, she seems out of touch, I guess you would yeah. say. I will say though, like, and I don't know how much of it is that, and I don't know how much this of it is, is one her, that we missed. Um, I don't know how much of it is her, like, because I know like Jericho will do the same kind of thing. Like when he's in Japan, 
he speaks like a lot more slowly and yes. like because like you want the crowd to like have a better shot at like understanding because you know they're probably not all speaking english so like you or yep. even if they do they're not going to speak it as well as 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 him probably so like you're you're just you're trying to it'd be like if i was watching a, a movie in a language i didn't understand but i'd probably be able to pick up on the general idea of a lot of what's going on if they're moving in a way that i understand if they're talking in a certain tone that i understand you know with a certain look on my face and i think that's kind of what more of it is a lot of the cases with some of these american wrestlers in japan is they're just they're really trying to like get across their point even to people if there might be like a language barrier there um all right go ahead with the other uh, super chat there doug yeah so this is one for mystery a6 uh so his idea would be dynamite would be your main card collision would be others plus punk rampage would be a women's division show thoughts what's the best use of tv time um you know at first i really hated the idea of a women's show but if you were going to do it for rampage i think your three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand is kind of what they're expecting and i think an all women's show on on that rampage might actually work um especially if you put all the women there um I don't I think it might be something worth experimenting or maybe make like an all lucha show or just something kind of different. Uh, maybe look at Rampage as something that like not dream matches, but just like really fun matches that like if you were looking at an indie card. Right. And you were like, holy crap, they're going to do this. Like, why not just do something like that on Rampage? More of a, like an experimental type show. Um, yeah. because it, it it's not like people are really relying on it and it's kind of like based on what they're going to get is if they're going to decide if they're going to tune in or not. So give them reasons. Like last week I thought it was a worthy rampage show. You know, you had yeah. some cool stuff on it, but sometimes it's just kind of like whatever. Right. So, and then like to me, collision and dynamite need to be about the same. I feel like I personally, I think collision is going to look a lot like nitro. I think the reason they have the nitro type logo poster, all that stuff, I think it's going to look a lot like nitro. If you have like a, almost a nitro set, I think that'd be so badass. Oh yeah. It'd be incredible. So I, that's, that's kind of what I think. What do you think? No, I, I agree. Um, and I don't, I mean, I don't know if I love the idea of rampage being an all women show or not. I, I mean, as long as they have enough, I mean, they have enough people signed where they could do it. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a good idea to continue to do the rampages like we, we had last week occasionally. And apparently Brian Danielson like had a lot to do with like the writing and stuff yeah. of the last rampage, which is good to know he's heavily involved with Tony in making decisions. By the way, I haven't even really mentioned it too much, but I think the Blackpool Combat Club is incredible. They're the best group it's in freaking wrestling awesome. right now. I love um, that they're heels. It works too. so much better, their heels. Yes. Moxley looks like he will just smash your face in. Like, I I just love their attitude. Claudio's a badass. I think it's done a lot for Wheeler Yuta. He like, pinned Kenny Omega in the I know. arena. That's wild. This is great <laughs> And what I love is, like, Brian really looks at him like his little protege, yes. you know? And, like, if you look at Daniel Garcia and you look at Wheeler Yuta, like, Wheeler Yuta's in way better shape being in the BCC than Daniel Garcia is in being the Jericho Appreciation Society. Not even like, close. That's just, that's just a fact. And to so, catch, uh, like, may as well just join. Like, yes, agreed. I mean, By so. the way... 
How much do you love Don Callis? I mean, that guy Amazing. is such an evil son of a bitch, but dude, he is so entertaining. And I I think he's so underrated. Dude, so Cyrus dude, the virus, when I was man, in Austin, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> the network. Yeah. When I was in Austin and he, it, it was the night that he came out to say why he did what he did to Kenny Omega. Like I literally couldn't hear a word he said live i i not one word and then i when i went on tv i was like oh you can actually hear him because i couldn't hear one word he said he was getting booed out of the building and he does things too you'll pick up like when he notices that he's getting big heat he'll just turn around and look at the crowd and it'll just go up 10 more tenfold you know what i mean or like when he was walking down with security he'd like walk down and then he'd like grab the security and be like, this guy, this guy right over there, he's a problem. Go take care of him. You know, That's like awesome. he just, he just does these little things that work really well. And uh, he's such a snake, but I, I love the, the Kenny Omega storyline right now, especially if it leads to Ibushi and then to Keshna and Kenny and Ibushi and like all that is going to be so badass. Yeah. I agree. We, we got Maneeb with a super chat. Appreciate um, it. Maneeb. Thank you so way, much. I say as we're because we'll probably start wrapping the show up soon. If y'all have yep. if y'all have super chats, now would be the time. Like we'll make sure to address all the super chats before we log off. But um, we're reaching the uh, the two and a half hours here pretty soon. So just uh, just so you know, like we, we appreciate all the feedback, but we'll make sure to get to all the super chats if y'all have anything left for us. Absolutely. Um, where do you think Deanna Perrazzo ends up when she's done with Impact? I haven't been a fan of AEW's women booking, so I wouldn't mind her in WWE. I'm okay whether she goes to WWE or AEW. I don't I don't really mind the outcast. I think they've been pretty good, honestly. I think Ruby uh Soho or whatever is better as a heel. I think Soraya is better as a heel. Um I, I'm a big fan of Tony Storm. I think she's a badass. She does really well. And then I think the problem is Jamie Hayter's just been injured. I personally have enjoyed Taya and Jade, and then now with Chris Statlander, and then you're going to have Chris Statlander and Taya, it looks like. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't think the women's – Willow, right? Like I don't think the women's divisions is bad, in that bad of shape, honestly. Um, yeah. So if Deanna Perrazzo were to come in, I think that she would either feud for the actual title against Tony Storm or she would go against for like the TBS title, something like that. Um, and if she goes to the WWE, I think they put her in NXT first. And honestly, I don't know if they would be the biggest fan of her. I'm not sure. See how it goes. Um, I, I think if she would for her to have a legit shot at being like in the main event of a division, I think she has a better shot in AEW than she does in the WWE. Gotcha. Yeah. I think she'd be fine really anywhere. Um, I, I think that they, they should do Deanna versus Steve Macklin in impact though. Like while they have the chance, I just think it's an, it's an interesting opportunity because impact. Will are, do there, the are there any like, teasing of that i don't i don't think so i don't follow impacts week to week closely enough i i review their their pay-per-views four times a year for fightful but i usually do like a big kind of like a big catch-up watch um before those so like i'm i'm not sure exactly like where they're at right now with their story but i know um obviously they're a couple and it's you know just an interesting opportunity there with her being the knockouts champion and him being 
the world champion and the fact that they'll do women versus men in their company, like, you know, whenever. So like, I, I think that it's just worth, it's just an idea worth being out there. I do think that, uh, I think Deanna is really talented. I think WWE missed the, they missed the boat on her the first time when she was there, they didn't do anything at all with her. And then she went to impact and had like a really good run. Yeah. Um, so I think, but I, I think she'd, I think she'd add value to either division, honestly. And she's good enough that like, she really wouldn't need to be on NXT at all. Like they really should just put her right on raw or SmackDown, honestly, if they sign her. But um, I don't know. It's interesting because, you know, Jordan Grace is wrapping up with impact right now also. So like, I don't know where she's going to be. Isn't she like next. done, done? I'm pretty sure she's done now at this point. And they said she's already yeah. made like a million dollars on OnlyFans or whatever she does. So it's like she can kind of do whatever she wants. The only yeah. thing I'm not sold with her going to AEW is just how whole, the whole Jonathan Gresham thing went down with Tony Khan and all that. So I don't know if she's like chomping at the bit to go to AEW just for that reason. I, If I were her, I'd – well, I shouldn't say if I were her. I don't know what she wants to do. But she could be uh, massive in the WWE system. Yeah, like if she wanted up there, for her. oh my god, she could be everything that they wanted, like kind of like China to be almost because she because Jordan can really really work and she's got that just that different build and she's got she got the muscles and she has the power moves but she's also problem really is fast. though she has that OnlyFans and whatever else and they're gonna right. not like that. You well, know, if so. that's I mean they would have to figure that that side of it out if that becomes a problem. I know the Mandy Rose stuff and all that was like, you know, I, I get all that, but like, dude, Jordan Grace is like she's she's honestly she's somebody she's one of she's been one of the best wrestlers, regardless of gender, outside of the WWE for a long time now, in all honesty. Like she's been killing it an impact forever at this point. Yeah. Um, and she's just out of stuff, she was out of stuff to do there. Like, if they weren't gonna put the world title on her, which is really the only thing left for her to do at that point, would be like their world champion. You only win the knockout title so many times before it's like, what am I doing? You know, and I, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that. I mean, once again, she'd fit in great anywhere. Um, she's probably better off in a system that allows intergender wrestling, honestly, because she does like she has really good matches against dudes. Like they're actually usually better than she she has against like other women. Like like her versus like Josh Alexander should have been like that should have been like a big world title feud in my opinion, for instance. Um, but that all said. I think wherever Jordan winds up, she'll do great wherever she's at. But I mean, WWE, she would. Cause dude, there's people out there and this is going to sound kind of mean probably, but there's people out there that think like Beth Phoenix was like really good, you know? And like, I, I I've never seen a great Beth Phoenix match. Like she has she, a lot of heart. I like her documentary. I get it. And they put her in the hall of fame, which is kind of bizarre, but I, I and to I me that it. really, I'm going to be honest. That one really felt like, we love you edge. So we're going to do this for you. Yeah. You know, cause like I didn't like that. They put the undertaker's wife in there too. Right. Right. Mich- is Michelle McCool in? Cause Michelle if she is, that's McCool, the same like thing. That. You can't same tell deal. me. I get certain people like China, maybe not being in because of the Google search thing, which I think is ridiculous at this point. Like you can Google bad stuff about everyone at this point. Like you like China is no different. Like just put her in the hall of fame. I know she's in his DX, but she, she should be in solo. My point so, is, I mean, she still would get Googled anyways in the DX yeah, one. So it doesn't, it's right. Nonsense. It's, it's all dumb. But my, my point is like, there's people out there that think like Beth Phoenix was like really good. Like she was like, and, and for her, for her era, I'll give them credit because she was in like the diva era where like there weren't a lot of wrestlers and she stood out in that group. I get that. But my point is like, if y'all thought that Beth Phoenix was good, think about like Beth Phoenix, but can like 
work better than everyone on the show, like including the men. Like that's Jordan yeah. Grace. Like that's like if you want someone with that type of build that looks like a badass buff woman, Jordan Grace. That's that's your chick right there. So, um, I just think she would be just massive, massive money. Um, for sure. We got one more super chat from Dirty, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, appreciate it, Dirty. Thanks so much. Who do you think wins between Darius and Charles? So I've been going back and forth on this, but I, I honestly think Darius is going to find a way. That guy just keeps finding a way to win. And I think Charles is a way better fighter. And I think it might be boring. I kind of think Darius is going to win this thing. It's a tough one. I will say this. I have been super not into ufc lately like same I, I mean same they're running all these shows with uh, dude i don't even know who the guy kai hara fans fought in the main event was this past not either um same like i didn't even know that arlovsky was fighting on the undercard and he got smoked yeah. by some guy i've never heard you know it's like so and dude i have no interest in the ultimate fighter with with yep anyone who connor's connor's show. finish connor's finished yeah i don't i, I doubt he even fights honestly I, yeah it, it, when dana's so, talking about it's hard to get guys to fight because he has a lot of money like shouldn't like once you did the ultimate fighter shouldn't this already have been a done deal like contract sign the whole thing like what, yeah. what are we doing now i did hear i think charles is hurt again so i think they're like pushing that fight back even longer i could be wrong about that i but, think it's um, happening I think it's it's this weekend. Is it, is it this weekend? I thought I heard yeah. something, or maybe I had a text or something earlier. I could have sworn somebody hit me up and said something about that fight. Um, I could be says, wrong. So so yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, my stepbrother and this he could be wrong. I don't know. He just said Oliveira is out. Apparently injured his back from carrying the entire card as a co-main. Seriously, this card? Oh, maybe he's just joking. That's a joke. That's a total okay. joke. No, 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 no. I, no, I, I didn't. I didn't read the. I didn't read the full message when he sent it to me. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm just now reading it out loud. And it's hitting me that this is <laughs> this was a. He's just saying seriously. This card. This card blows. That's the message I saw underneath. I saw a message come through earlier about Olivera's out, and then I saw this card blows, and that was like me putting it all together. Okay. It's a. So, it's Amanda Nunez versus Irene Aldana and Charles Oliveira versus Benil Dariush, and then like Dan Iges on the card and Eric Anders, and that's just like that. Like it's garbage. Yeah. I mean, listen, I love Charles Oliveira. I thought he yep. was he like he he got super disrespected as a champion when all of his title defenses, like he was the underdog and he was going out there choking everyone out and stuff and even knocking people out like. He he was a badass, and he still is. It's hard for me to choose against him. I I, I think he'll bounce back and he'll beat Daryush. But Daryush is an animal, dude. Like I like, and if Daryush wins, he should for sure get the title shot next. Yep, he already should and be getting the title shot. And honestly. it's one of those things too, where like you never know what a guy's like after being champion and then coming back. Like sometimes they're never the same. They never get back to their championship ways. And like Daryush is just one of those guys that. He's just gonna be a. It's gonna be a tough fight. He's a grinder, a lot of heart. So I sometimes, think Darius has a shot. It's true, but sometimes you're like Max Holloway, and like you just keep winning and keep getting title shots. Yeah, like, you know, um, who knows? I think Oliveira still has a lot to give because he's still like in his early 30s, which is crazy. So yeah. Um, absolutely. But Dar, once again, I'm not counting on Darius at all. That dude's an animal. But like I said, if given other circumstances there's a good chance like he would have gotten a title shot already like they just it's tough in that division because you're dealing with the stars of that division constantly yeah. I mean, even to the point where like you have to 
you have to revive the BMF title for you know Chandler or for uh, for Gaethje and 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 Poirier and stuff. Like I mean, you know, so. But yeah, I mean, the UFC needs to figure something out. They honestly do. Um, with like, they've 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 pigeonholed themselves or, or something to the point where, like, they they're putting on all these shows, but nobody's like, not even the hardcore fans are watching or interested. So you. They but really, it's like it's like they don't even care because no. they're they, they they sell out the stadium they sell out the arena it's for rich people now it's not for right. the average fan these are expensive tickets and like that that's the whole thing it feels a lot just like it's it's not for the middle class anymore it's for like these rich people celebrity culture all this stuff that go to the fights and yeah. and then that Dana with the power slap stuff it's really turned so me annoying. off. Like yeah, it was I so agree. bad. And then you have the ultimate fighter with Connor and like, that's not happening. There's just, there's just no buzz. There's no buzz. And you just kind of like, whatever. I mean, I pay attention to it. Don't get me wrong. And I'll, you know, pay-per-views and stuff. will have my attention, but, sure. but I'm not like, I haven't been excited for a fight in a very long time. I'm in the same boat, unfortunately. And I, I mean, it just makes me wish, miss those those days of like, I don't think we necessarily need to go back to like how it was in the days I'm about to talk about, but like closer to it where, I mean, I miss when it was like UFC was once every like two, three months or whatever for a while. Yep. And like, it was just, you knew everybody. Like you were invested yep. in every single fighter on every single card and every weight class. There wasn't nearly as many weight classes. Not that necessarily that makes it better or worse. I, I love the lighter weights, like 135 and 125 and so 145, especially the featherweights. I love these divisions, but like, you know, it, it's, you know, it's amazing that even someone like me and you who are such hardcore fans and have been for literally decades, yep. like we don't even turn on these fight nights just sometimes anymore. And I think one of the big things too, that hurts is there's just mm. no competition like Bellator's nothing, PFL yeah. is nothing. Like it's just PFL is just, a little interesting because of the Nganu and Jake Paul stuff. Like I'm I'm interested, yeah. but oh, but only when it comes to then, especially now that like Kayla Harrison's lost. So now it's like it's just that. Like really compared to like when Bellator was first coming up, and then like Strike Force, and there was Pride. Like there was a WEC. There was like always something. Like now yeah. it just really feels like a monopoly. Like it just yeah. feels like the UFC controls everything, and the problem is, is even if Ngannou does, you know, he he's Cyrus P. Who, who the hell is he gonna fight? Yeah. Verdum, you know what I mean? Like it, and, and what would that prove? You know, and the same thing like with John Jones, you're dot, you're, you're desperate to fight Stipe. Stipe's washed. Like, what do you? That's not gonna prove anything by beating that guy. You know and, who Ngannou should fight. Oh, by Jake, you should fight Jake Paul. Oh God, <laughs> that's because because that, that's that that's the only. I mean, you know what I mean. Like the the the, the thing with Ngannou's deal is so bizarre because not well bizarre because I don't know how this is gonna work for everybody, but like he apparently is gonna get paid like five million or something just to fight. It might even be more than that. Just him. And I think it was something written in where whoever he fights, no matter who it is, automatically makes, I think, like two million just to just to be in the in the same cage as Nganu. And that's what it's all about for him when it comes to this is proving the worth of like, 
I was a part of the UFC. I was a heavyweight champion. I could never make this kind of money in that organization. I'm proving it's possible to do outside of this company. Um, yeah. The problem is like, if you're the PFL outside of someone like Jake Paul, which I think obviously I, I don't even need anyone to even say it, but obviously I agree that Jake Paul should not be fighting Princess Ngannou. It, it, that's crazy that that should, that would happen. But yeah. who else are you going to give $2 million to like to, like, to fight Francis Ngannou? Like it's got to be worth it to get, you can't just have even Wardoom who has name I mean, value to we, some degree. If we're doing like Roy Nelson versus Francis Ngannou, like it is going to be so bad for, right. Like that's the thing. If you're PFL, I just feel like you can't just give $2 million to just anybody who's going to fight Ngannou. And that's kind of where you're at with it is you don't have, you don't have someone outside of like a Jake Paul with like any kind of real value that could bring back your $2 million or even come close then, to it. I feel like. And then here's another thing, just real quick, just a quick question. If the UFC is dying in popularity and 3 million people watched that SmackDown last week, like, are we talking about a transfer in popularity when it comes to pro wrestling and the UFC? When is, is pro wrestling about to be in another boom period? Because the thing is, too, is you can watch pay-per-views on Peacock Live for people that follow the the WWE, and then AEW is only going to get bigger. And if they get a max, be put on max. Like I feel like, and it appeals to way more of a demographic of all ages. I just feel like that the UFC is starting to lose its stranglehold on like that eighteen to thirty four demographic, and it's starting to become pro wrestling because the people that I know that all watch the UFC all watch pro wrestling now, and they don't watch the UFC. Well, I think watching. I think it'll probably be mutually beneficial when there's more crossover between when it's all one when the UFC and the WWE are like one company. Because yeah. I think the biggest win that that both sides can get, I think no one's really talking about this, but it's going to be when Brock or someone crosses over and like actually fights again. Like I think there's like that's what it's going to take. I think for like the UFC to get like a really big. Something like that. It'll be like Brock you know, and John Jones. Right. I mean, like something like and Brock's the obvious example because he's done it before. But I mean, yeah. imagine if if someone else in that company, like that actually like because that's the imagine thing. Imagine if Roman fought. Like Roman or Cody or whatever. Someone who's got Matt actual, Riddle. Yeah, bring Riddle <laughs> back. Yeah. I mean, like. But it's got to be someone, it can't be CM Punk level. It's got to be like someone who's got like a shot. But at the same time, does it really because like, well, but but at the same time, like if you, you already gave CM Punk a chance, you've let Michael Jackson in, or not the singer, <laughs> Mike Jackson. Yeah, you let, you let Mike Jackson and CM Punk do their thing. You're, you're, you're open the floodgates already with all this celebrity boxing and all this stuff. And, and it's already been proven. Like Jake Paul is involved with the PFL. I feel like if the money was right and the opponents were right, Dana would bring in Jake Paul or Logan Paul, one of these guys to fight and do one of these. Like if you've done it with CM Punk and the money was right, you'll do it. Like he's talking about, I know, I know obviously Fury is much different, Tyson Fury, but like he's talking about crossovers. Oh yeah. Whatever, whatever respect I had for Dana about not doing freak show fights and all that stuff, you can throw it all out the window. Yeah. With this power slap. With power slap. That's what I'm saying. Whatever hype beast, any, MMA slash boxing promotion 
Yes. It won't be long before KSI and Jake Paul are fighting in an MMA cage, like see, on the UFC. See, that's what I'm saying is like, if you could get, if there was like a, I, I don't know who would be a good example of this, but if you, if you had the right matchup where you could bring someone from the WWE over into the UFC or vice versa, like had this happen, like, a handful of years ago, this deal and Connor could have jumped into the WWE when he was at his peak popularity. That would have been massive for the WWE. Yep. Um, it would have been now it'd be kind of like Ronda being there. No one really cares anymore. Yeah. Um, which is real sad. I watched, I watched some of raw last night, Ronda and Shanna came out and like got no reaction. I was like, damn, this is, this is much it's over. Um, so, but I think it's going to be something like that. It's going to like, it's going to like the UFC needs a, even if it isn't someone from the WWE, they need someone to come in and like, they, I don't know if they'll ever have another Conor McGregor again, but they need at least like a Ronda Rousey again. They need somebody who, who can create buzz for them, but it's got to be a winner, you know, and there's, you know, it's got to like, be a winner and it got to be a talker. Right. And that's the thing is like, you have, you have opportunities with some people kind of like Chimaev is interesting, but he's not from the States. He doesn't fight often. Not that you have to be from the States, of course, but like the UFC would prefer if they can, you know, market you and stuff like that. You know? And so it just, it just is what it is. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't need necessarily, necessarily say like from the States, but they, they, I would absolutely prefer if he's speaking English. I know that that's yeah. not speaking anything out of, out of school. Like, if you speak English, you're just going to get more opportunities in the UFC because they're just going to use you. To, they're going to mark. Especially you. if if you're a foreigner and speak English, you got an accent. Come across cocky. That's that's what Connor, Connor, or even like, like Volkanovski, Adesanya, all these guys. I'm like they're they're yeah. super marketable because they can they they're they're badass fighters, but you can also they can do interviews. They can yep. they can just you can market press the tours. Yeah, you go on hot ones. You know, like like you know that's you know. That's what the UFC needs, and that's what to bring it full circle. That's why the thing with Cody is so frustrating because they they needed they needed their replacement for Cena to do all these things, and he's right there. In the and NFL. I think one of the biggest flaws the UFC has about underpaying their fighters, it's coming yeah. back to bite them because what happens is the moment that they start making real money, they want to retire. They yeah. don't want to do it anymore, and then it's like it. It, it happens over and over again. All these guys that are willing to fight anybody, step up at any time, take replacement fights. The moment they become champion, they're just like, nah, he doesn't earn it. He doesn't deserve it. I'm not fighting him. I'm not yeah. doing that. It becomes a frustrating game for everybody involved. I will yeah. say, and it's it's become this, and it will become that even more with this guy for sure, but they've got a shot, as as uh, as, as Jagan says. Sean O'Malley, if, if Sean O'Malley goes out there yeah. and just smokes Aldermaine Sterling, yeah, which I I think he's gonna beat Aljo. Like I I was one of the few people that I was like I think he beat Yon. Like I like I know it was close, but I think he damaged yeah. him more. Like he pieced him up on the feet, and that, and, and Yon's a striker for him to do that. Like yeah. I think I think Sean O'Malley has a damn good shot at becoming the bandweight champion, and he's really the only guy to his credit because it's a it's a risky game to play with those hype beasts. I've talked about it plenty. Like once you start losing, those those fans are fickle. They're gonna they're gonna bounce so fast. Your your merch drops don't matter anymore. They don't buy your tickets anymore. They're not gonna tweet about you anymore. Once you start losing, once you're playing that hype beast game, but to but to Sugar Sean's credit, he's he's put himself in a position where if he continues to win and he wins this title, 
like he's going i he he's the only person who's been marketing himself well enough in the ufc to where he has a shot at being like a bigger star yeah he gets it he has a youtube channel he has a brand all that stuff but i'm telling you he'll be an absolute nightmare to negotiate when it comes to the next fight purse and all that stuff and that 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 part is just weighing in on me as a fan. Like I'm just over all that drama and it just doesn't seem like the, there's big enough fights. All the fighters are upset and underpaid. There's they have this obsession with having fights in the apex. I'll tell you something that really disgusted me. Like really, like it was almost like I'm really over this bull crap was Mackenzie Dern was supposed to fight Angela Hill. And because Mark Zuckerberg's wife, liked her it was her favorite fighter they took her off of that card and put her on the apex card so she could view it like what kind of elitist snobbish bullshit is that that they actually did that for her and to me it was just kind of like man that 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 is not what this company was this company was not that and now it's just like how can we please the celebrities how can we you know make ourselves bigger and better and just all dana talks about his social media engagement he's like yes how power slap is bigger than all the major sports combined because of that it's like dude you're so it's so when he had the nerve to go on pat mcafee and say like this reminds me of when they first when we first started the ufc and everybody was against us and not like no dude the ufc was like the best fighters in the world incredible talent these guys are losers and like I think 10 out of the 12 like failed meth tests like they're all on drugs they're all fat I mean when when one guy weighed 465 pounds and I was just like dude you the heavyweight limit in the UFC is 265 like this is just stupid like it's dumb I I agree I, I just I can't look at it the same after that. I just can't. You can't sell me the, on the same stuff. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I lost a lot of respect for Dana during all that. And he's, he continues to stand by the power slap stuff. And like I said, a lot of that show, it was just like really pathetic. Because I didn't watch all of it, but I watched some of it because it was like right after AEW. And yeah. like a lot of the people like legitimately were just illegally just punching people in the face or... Or like, you know, doing some sort of illegal move with their feet or something. But, but because they were hurting their opponents so bad, illegally hitting they them, continue. they were the ones get, advancing in the tournament. So like there was no punish. Like you were being rewarded by just cheating, basically, and just taking a free shot on someone. Someone's literally holding like a pool noodle behind their back with their, with their chin up in the air waiting for you to hit them. And how's that a sport? How's that even... Dude, I'm one of the most freedom of speech, like, <laughs> like do whatever you want, call yourself yeah. whatever you want, marry whoever you want. <laughs> I got a Bud Light hat, you know. What oh, I mean? oh, like, 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 like you, I, you get that like, at Target, like, huh? like I don't you get even, that at like, Target, Stephen. Like, it's funny because this is this is a free hat, and I didn't even realize it was a Bud Light hat. It was just like, it was just a good color, and I just happen to have it sitting here, and it just proves my point even more. I don't give a damn what people do with their own lives. I'm super liberal in that sense. Do what you you live once. Do it. Do what makes you happy. I don't just do your thing. As long as you're not hurting other people, I don't care. And right. you know, and even I'm like power slap shouldn't exist. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> like, what 
commission do I have to talk to to get this off the air? I will go full Karen to get rid of Power Slap. I will be John McCain. I will be John McCain of trying to get rid of the UFC to get rid of Power Slap. This stuff yeah. is stupid. One, it's so corrupt because like Dana is in with these commissions and stuff. Like that's the only reason. Well, and it, what it's I allowed. found out, and what I found out is him and the Fertitas own this shit. So it's like he's trying to get this thing to pop off. Oh, oh you didn't know so, that? No, I found out later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's trying to get this thing to pop off. So like him and the Fertitas have an exit plan out of the UFC. I mean, the Fertitas sold, but I'm just yeah. saying like they're trying to redo the UFC all over again. Oh, and yeah. like you've got to have better brains than this. Like this, this is not going to work. I, I, I just I never in a million years when a guy used to crap all over a Kimbo slice fight and the, but has right. the audacity to tell me that like two meth heads are just going to swing as hard as they can to see who can fall first is a legit sport. Get out of here. Dude, he's simultaneously talking about how Francis Ngannou is not the best fighter in the world and afraid right. to fight people while promoting power slap. Like, right. get out of here, dude. Like, yeah. are you serious? And he's that's got- exactly what he's doing. And I, I'm, I didn't know that you didn't know that initially, but that's a big part of this that is very important is yeah dana is like he's invested in this because he owns it this isn't just like something he's out there trying to help like there because if he he didn't know it, he would crap like if this was jake paul's organization yeah exactly he would crap all over this thing like this is just so stupid when even like yeah it's that's a whole other topic we'll get into some other time yeah power slap that's that's pathetic and the UFC, unfortunately, just uh, not really doing it for me right now. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll watch the pay per views. Um, Thank God for for pro wrestling right now. Thank God for AEW because man, yeah. there there wouldn't be a lot going on if there wasn't if it wasn't around. Yeah, and GCW's been doing well. Shout out to Blake Christian when the GCW yeah that, that was that was a wild one. I didn't expect yeah. that. Well, I did because of the way they built. I mean, like he's been the number one contender for a minute. Like they, he's oh, yeah. been waiting. He's been waiting to cash in his shot. So like. They knew it was going to happen sooner than later, um, but the way they did it was smart because Masha and Rene he had a lot Masha, of heat. Yeah, well, he's been a great heel because he's basically just doing all because he's such a great in ring wrestler. But as yeah. this heel character, he just doesn't really wrestle. He just he like kind of gets beat up a bit and like just like runs around the ring and like just avoids damage the most that he can basically, and then just finds a way to hit you in the dick and curb stomp you and like that's pretty much. And he's been doing that for like. A year straight now where it's just been like barely wrestling and just cheating to win over and over and over again so he's generated a ton of heat um gotcha. and the way that he cashed in was he came in in the middle of rena yamasha versus masha slamovich they were wrestling each other yamasha won the old was is the ultra violent champion she won tournament survival yeah i saw before. that so so he did kind of like the seth rollins wrestlemania thing where he came in made it a triple threat curb stomped uh masha like mid-match and beat her so the way that they did it was smart and blake's got a ton of heat with uh gcw with their crowd but he's a he's one of those guys like you know for real like within the family like, he's loved amongst the fan base like if you actually like talk to he'll, he's the kind of guy who everyone in the audience will give, give him the middle finger and tell him to go f himself like while he's like in the ring but then after the but show, if you run into him, he'll, oh yeah, after the show, he'll dab you up and like be with you know, what's up. You know what I mean? Like he's, gotcha. he's, yeah, he's, he's, seems like a good dude. So cool. All right, man. Yeah. I think that's a good time to, 
to wrap it up, it's definitely been a good show. Really enjoyed talking with you. Yeah. Love seeing everybody back in the chat. Thank you guys for all the super chats and support. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to work on memberships. And uh, if you guys have any feedback, let me know if you guys really want something added and, and we'll see what we can do. But uh, like I said, I really enjoy our community and uh, sorry we went on a break for a bit, but definitely looking forward to getting back at it. And like I said, also be looking out for more videos to come. So anytime that uh, video pops up in my mind, uh, I'll probably be busting it out. So uh, definitely appreciate all the support, all the views, the likes um, definitely helps, helps me out. Yeah. We appreciate that y'all. Um, uh, if y'all want to see me next, we'll be on a uh, Thursday uh, live rounds, youtube.com slash fightful. Uh, Jeremy's got some family stuff going on. I think he'll be there on thursday but if he isn't i'll probably have sp3 or someone uh on there with I me i think you said i think you said it was live rounds but you mean spotlight well i'm sorry the spotlight on fightful yeah yes, most people you. are like live rounds on thursday yeah. what oh no i'm sorry i'll be i'll sorry i'll be yeah the spotlight on fightful on thursday morning um we were normally on at 9 30 a.m eastern time sometimes 8 30 a.m eastern depending on what's going on um, and I interviewed a, uh, I recorded an interview today with Carmen Michael, who is a commentator, ring announcer, uh, does a lot of stuff for new South pro wrestling, but he's really popped up a lot of places recently, done some stuff with GCW as well. A lot of stuff in the Southeast, um, really good conversation. So that'll be airing on Thursday morning as uh, the interview for the show. And I'll talk about a whole bunch of other wrestling stuff, uh, there in the morning. And then you can also check me out over on fightfulselect.com the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. I talk mainly the world of independent professional wrestling. And uh, that's every Sunday, sometimes on Mondays, because sometimes there's like big Sunday night shows and stuff like that that I need to cover. So um, that's over on Fightful Select. If you want to go subscribe, it's only $5. We will appreciate that. And uh, yeah, that's everything that I've got. I'm happy to be back. Um, thank you for joining us, everyone here on Live Rounds. We plan to be back every Tuesday night. Um, we'll give you a heads up if anything changes. But uh, and we'll probably keep it more around like two hours, probably going forward, like we were before. Yeah, we just so, had a lot to catch up on. Yeah, we got we got we got yeah we had a lot to talk about tonight. So we gave you a full three hour show. Hope you all appreciated that. Um, and yeah, yeah, the super chats are appreciated. If if you guys want to send anything to my tip jar on Twitter, you guys can do that. I always make sure to split that with Doug, and we'll read your questions at the beginning of next show. Um, and if you want to, you know, hit the like button. Anything you do to help the channel out with the engagement and helping the algorithm and all that stuff we would uh we'd really appreciate it and i know doug's really trying with putting up the solo videos and i only have i barely even I, i'll put it this way i really don't even have time to do the show once a week but i'm making time to do it because you know i miss talking to doug i, I miss you guys this is one of my favorite shows to do one of my favorite things to do like within wrestling so i'm making i'm making it happen with y'all and i appreciate y'all um making the effort to help us out however you can as well so um Thank you guys. Any, any, anything left from you, Doug, before I hit the, uh, the outro here? Nope. Just, uh, just follow the, follow the YouTube page, subscribe, like all that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter and, uh, till next time. See you next week. School Vikings. Go Cowboys. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, and donate to Steven Jensen. He will read out your donations on the next week's show. Also, don't forget to follow Doug Bateman and Steven Jensen on Twitter. And if you like what you heard tonight, check out more Live Rounds episodes.